With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, good, 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 good morning, everybody. Happy, happy Fox Football Saturday. With the fellas, I'm Anthony Gargano, and of course we have our boys hanging out on a uh, early Saturday morning in the East Coast. Still making that transition to the West Coast, and uh, yeah, it's football, but it's also playoff baseball, October baseball. After what was a uh, an amazing first game of the Wild Card Weekend that we got to talk about. We're coming we're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, let's talk about this because yesterday, last night in New York, the Mets continue their historic lump the you can hear it resonate from queens the mets go down get in fact routed max scherzer gets beat up oh my he gives up a home run in the first to bell he gives up another one in the second to grisham and then he melts down in the fifth inning. Jerks and Profar hits a three-run bomb. Manny goes yard. Seven-nothing. Chases him to the showers. Mad Max can't make it out of the fifth inning. Four and two-thirds. Seven hits. Seven earned runs. Four home runs. 
Didn't walk anybody. Only struck out four, 80 pitches of slop. And the Mets get shut down by you. Yes, Darvish is tremendous last night. He goes seven strong, six innings. Just the one solo home run by Escobar. Didn't walk anybody. He struck out four. What a night for the pods. The pods go into New York and take game one. That's huge, man. You know, listen, these wild card series, uh, you know, going best of three on the road is one thing. But having going to best of three and you got to face Scherzer DeGrom back to back. Wow. And then it, to come in, what a huge, huge day to be able to jump on Scherzer like that and take game one. Well, it sets you up for the series in a monster way to take it. Padre, so three of the four road teams come back and win. Let's uh, let's start the day. It was a, I got to tell you, I love playoff baseball, man. It is it's fantastic. And when you got pitch by pitch, great great stuff. You know the Indians uh, raised the Rays break through in the top of the sixth. Siri hits a home run. But, oh, my God, how about the tribe, I mean, the, excuse me, the Guardians who come back. Jose Ramirez hits the two-run bomb, and that's it. Bieber was out of his mind, lights out, seven and two-thirds innings. He Three hits he allowed, struck out eight, raise. Man, that was a great game. McClanahan pitched real well for Tampa, too, seven innings. He only gave up the home run to Jose Ramirez. He struck out five. It was it was a great ball game, just a great ball game in Cleveland. The Guardians stay hot, and uh, Jose Ramirez is able to take game one. And the Guardians, the only home team to win yesterday, because after that, there was a meltdown in St. Louis. Unreal. The Cardinals, yep, it's, it's, a, it's a great pitcher's duel, right? Wheeler is fantastic. Uh, Quintana was really good. I'm surprised they got they took him out that early because he allowed only two hits. Uh, was never really in trouble, and they took him out early. And so the pitcher's duel into the seventh. Yepes hits the pinch hit two run home run. So here it is. It's the ninth inning, and the Cardinals look like they're about to to seal game one, and that's what it is. I mean. You know, you got that flamethrower on the mound, Helsley, who's got just incredible stuff, man. He, for some reason, he, he throws, uh, you know, he, he triple digits. I mean, he was throwing 102, but he's very reliant. I, I don't know. I think he had trouble spotting his fastball, and he started to try to, to really kind of go with his breaking stuff, which he, you know, he just couldn't, he just melted down, man. He could not locate. You know, hits a guy, hits Boehm to knock in one run. He, you know, he's he's got walks out the wazoo. I, I mean, it was uh, it was incredible. I'm a Phillies guy, so I was I was actually happy. But it was uh, a wild day. And then there's a bleeder by Segura, first playoff game of his career. He comes through with a big hit. Philly scores six times in the top of the ninth. They steal it and stun St. Louis. 
What a game, man. That was incredible. And then how about the darlings of baseball, the Seattle Mariners? Wow, that was a great performance in Toronto against that ridiculous lineup. Here comes Castillo, Luis Castillo, a long time, right? Luis Castillo, who's got always oh, got great stuff. Seven and a thirds inning, shutout ball, doesn't walk anybody, five strikeouts. He's just dealing around the strike zone, taking care of that crazy lineup, right? Vlad Jr., 0 for 4. Hernandez, 0 for 4. He gets Kirk and Bichette just to allow uh, harmless hits. I mean, it was a great performance by Luis Castillo. And, of course, Cal Rowley again comes up huge, man. The big two-run bomb to make it 3 nothing early, and that stands up. And shut out Jays. So the road team takes three of the four in the in the first ever wild card series, where the home team gets the, the all three games are are uh, within the home ballpark. Best of three series. The three road teams win yesterday, and now that sets the stage for today. And we'll discuss all that, and we got all kinds of football for you. But what a day yesterday in uh, playoff baseball. Good morning, Figgy! Oh, agony to ecstasy for uh, Philadelphia. I was thinking about you when uh, they're going to the ninth inning down 2 nothing. there. I was like, oh, Anthony's going to have something to say. Going to have something to say on Saturday. And then just the epic meltdown uh, by the St. Louis Cardinals. A Mets-like meltdown, can you say, by the Cardinals in the, uh, in the ninth inning. Right? Incredible. Oh, my. I mean, look, I, I, I'm watching that game in fits, right, because Quintana was – now, he was great. But the, the Phillies' first five hitters, right, you're talking Schwarber, Hoskins, who's a big right-handed bat, JT Realmuto is a big right-handed bat, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, and you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars in payroll, 0 for 15, to start that game yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, they couldn't do anything with uh, when when they with Quintana, and uh, and then there, there was the meltdown fake. Well, I mean, and this is what happens when it comes to playoff baseball. When every single pitch, every single at bat, you know, gets criticized. You know, the big criticism after the game is, you know, why was Helsley left in there when he clearly was wild yeah. in the ninth inning? You know. Walks a guy, hits a guy. Once he hits the batter to walk to, to send in the first run of the you game, take him out. why yeah. are you leaving him in there? I know he's your closer I, and he's throwing a trillion miles an hour, but he clearly is out of control at that point in time. You can't afford to give away a game, even though he's been great for you all season long. In that moment, he wasn't himself. You have to put somebody else in there. I agree. I, I thought the same thing. I'm watching that game going, wow, man, they're leaving that kid in there. Yeah. Hey, but you but you can even tell before that he could not locate his fastball. No. And so he was going to his breaking stuff. And if he's throwing his breaking stuff, you know, he's not he's not special. Mm-hmm. He, you know, you need him to locate his fastball and throw fire and throw fire. If he's not throwing fire, he's useless. Yeah, I mean, he was hitting 101, 102 even a couple of times, but it was just so far outside of the zone that, yep. that the hitters weren't even tempted to swing at it. And nope. so that th- those are the things that happen. And, you know, if if it's a random game in May, you're like, ah, you know, let them work through it, whatever. Right. There is no working through it now. Every single pitch matters. That's right. So I thought Marmo dropped the ball by leaving him in there at that point. 
I agree. I thought the same thing. I was like, wow. I was shocked that they they kept him in. Yeah. And it was, uh, but it was it was wild. And, and you're right. You know, that's the beauty of playoff baseball, where it's pitch by pitch. And how about last night? Oh my Ooh. God. They just the pods just tattooed Scherzer. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, it's unbelievable in some senses and not in others. We this is kind of the Padre team that we kind of expected to see coming into the season. Yep. And for whatever reason, offensively they just couldn't get it together. They traded for Josh Bell and Juan Soto, and neither of those guys did much of anything down the stretch of the season. You know, Manny Machado pretty much carried him on his back offensively the rest of the way. And who was the guy that, that struck the first blow? It was Josh Bell. This is what happens when the playoffs start. Everybody's batting zero, zeros. You know what I mean? You start from some ground zero and it all starts over. And Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom have both been struggling these last, what, three weeks or so, Ant? Neither of those guys have been on. They both got roughed up by Atlanta. That cost them the division lead. I mean, so in, in a certain sense, maybe it's not that surprising considering how bad those guys have been. But certain guys, you know, like Scherzer, you expect to kind of turn it on when the playoffs start, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And now there's a level you. of concern because, I mean, you assume DeGrom's going to pitch now tonight because they have to. It's win or go home at this point. That's why they were, you know, they were hoping that they would be able to get themselves a victory on Friday and save DeGrom for a potential game three or, more importantly, try to save him for game one against the Dodgers. Now you have to throw him out there. Got it. You got it. There's no saving anything anymore, right. man. No saving anything. No, and, and you bring up a great point about the Padres. I mean, I mean that Padre team is 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 a lineup that's loaded, man. Yeah. Still, man, watching Max Scherzer, yeah, just melt. I love Max. I have to say, oh, he's he, so he's, tough. He's a gamer, man. Yeah, I mean, you know that that dude's always been a great, you know, one of the great all time competitors, one of the great all time pitchers. You know, whether it's Washington, the Dodgers, whoever it is, the, you know, he's going after it. Wow. I mean, you know, that was stunning to me watching him. You know, he was – sometimes those dudes are too around the zone. Yeah. And if you lack just a little bite – look like he didn't have the bite. Right. You know, you know, he always has a good little tail on his, on his fastball and he's, he gives you such a hard breaking ball. But he's he lacked a little bite mm-hmm. on his stuff, and he's around the zone. And man, then those poof, they didn't. Josh Bell didn't miss it. Yeah. None of those guys missed it. And I think Max even admitted it after the game. He said, "I just didn't have the proper type of movement on my ball like I usually no. do." And it's a, you know this. It's it, they talk about it being a game of inches. One inch yeah. can be the difference between getting you know fifteen swings and misses and yeah. three or four home run balls. And that's what happened. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what happened to Max. Yeah, that's that's 100%, man. That's exactly what happened to him. And so now the pressure, at least from a pitching standpoint, goes on the shoulders of DeGrom, who I think is you know up for the moment. But, I mean, I mentioned I think his last three or four starts, ERA is like over six or something. He's not been good down the stretch for whatever yeah, reason. And, you know, he well, he was – remember, he was on the injured list, so he, he yeah. was battling through something. So we'll see. I mean, you know, that Met team started to leak oil. Mm-hmm. Oh, in September, you saw it, right? The Braves come all the way back and catch them. Right. Ah, uh, you know, that team, you can hear the gurgling going oh, yeah. on from Queens. It's one of those, as soon as Bell hits the home run, you can just hear a Mets fan saying, oh, here we go again. I knew I knew this was going to happen. It's like one right. of those sort of, you know, one, that sort of mentality. I knew this was going to happen. We were going to find a way to blow it. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. It's incredible how a team can't shake – 
something like that. Right. It's why ba- it's why playoff baseball's ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. Like when you're going pitch by pitch, it's it's fabulous. And it's why a team that people don't necessarily expect a lot a lot out of. You get one guy get hot and two pitchers do their thing. Who knows? I mean, Seattle gets Castillo going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and, the, and all of a sudden, who knows? They come up and they bite Houston in the next round. Who, I don't think that's going to happen. But you just never know. Baseball and hockey, probably the two most random sports when it comes to postseason success and knowing who's going to win on a year-in, year-out basis. You just don't know. Yeah, it's funny you said that. It, it, I was That was my theme all week this week. Because, you know, everybody's going into uh, – the Phillies really kind of went limping into the playoffs too. Right. And, you know, people in my town wondering what's going on. And, you know, they, they're <clears throat> kind of pessimistic. And, and my my take was, listen, just what you said about playoff ball. I mean, we've seen it over and over and over again. Because it's – especially this case, a short series. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, you know, who knows who how you grip the bat. Right. Right? Like, and that's why even though it feels like it's a huge advantage having the all three games at home, uh, mm-hmm. you know, baseball is baseball, man. Like, yeah. what happened in the ninth inning yesterday to St. Louis is the lesson. Right. I mean, you know, they got to go in and, and they close the game out and they win 2 nothing, and you feel good about game two and, you know, that's that. But, yeah. you know, all of a sudden now – you know, back against the wall, you lose one, you lose tonight, you're out, and all of a sudden, this whole long season's over in two games. Yeah, and all this pressure is on your shoulders. You know, you go back to the Mets, all the pressure is on their shoulders anyway. I mean, the Padres, yeah. you know, yeah. came in with expectations of competing with the Dodgers in the National League West. That race was over by May, it seemed right. like. Right. You know? And then they find themselves at a point where Tatis is out for the year, and now they try to find a way just to scrap and fight for a way to make it into the postseason. They find, Soto didn't do anything. Soto did nothing for them. I mentioned Josh Bell didn't do a whole lot for right. them. And the season resets. They get themselves a win over the Mets, and now all of a sudden they're feeling good about themselves, and the Mets have all the pressure in the world coming down on their shoulders because, and I'd say maybe about a month, month and a half ago, they were right there with the Dodgers and maybe the Braves, who are at the time in the wild card race, not even in the That's division, right. as the favorites to come out of the National League. And now you're That's one right. loss away from going home in the first round. Yeah, it's pretty uncanny, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. It's uncanny. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you, um, it's been it, it's it's so much fun. I mean, we've got so much to talk about. I it's why we love October. I mm-hmm. I like October so much. Figures, you know. Oh yeah. I want it to slow down. I I just want to enjoy this month because when you have playoff baseball, like look at the college football schedule today. You know, you go through September and you get a couple matchups here and there. And then, you know, once you get to October, that's when it starts to get fun. That's when you get conference play in. Yeah. Yeah, big, big boy buddy. Yes. Yeah. We got some big boy matchups today in college football that we're going to talk about. And, you know, the NFL stuff is incredible. Watching, I got to say this, watching Russ just melt down is sad. Yeah. It's sad. He's, he's awful. We got to discuss Thursday night and how that set back the NFL and streaming. I mean, that was analogish, that game. <laughs> yeah. My Lord, we're the fellas. We're just getting started on this Fox football Saturday. Psycho Chris, what do you say, dude? I think we've got one theme in common between Thursday night football and the, and the Phillies game. 
in that both Broncos fans and Cardinals fans were not sticking around to see the end of those games. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. We talk was, about that, too, by the way. Yeah, we got <laughs> the greatest fans all. in baseball, huh? The action mm. is so baseball heaven. They were still, they were still so. in it for the bottom of the ninth. Why are people going to the exits? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's horrible. And the Denver game, horrible. Oh my god! No, that god. one was more understandable if you didn't want to stick around for the end of the right. Game. But that, that was, was, but that was a statement. State, oh, it was terrible. All right, we got lots to get to. Ethan is our producer. Yo, a big E, man. We're talking about the fightings. Yeah. Uh, here's the Philly boys here going. Here we go. <laughs> I got my boy. It's, it's not fair. Uh, Ethan, I love you. Uh, we got lots to do. The fellas getting started. I'm Cuz. We got Figgy, Psycho Chris, and Big E as we hang out on a Fox football Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Ah, uh, Welcome back, fellas, on a Fox football Saturday, the October baseball with us. We got started basketball, hockey. It's a great month, man. The confluence of everything we love, sports. Oh, it's the greatest. Uh, big college football slate we're going to get into in just a bit, but I- I'm still reeling from Thursday night football. My eyes still hurt. It's like uh, this is allergy season for me, and uh, the my eyes are, are hurting and, I, and itchy and red and, and irritated, and I thought it was allergies, but I really know it was Thursday night football. It was the worst football game uh, that I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, it's going to take you back to old Browns games. I mean, it was just pathetic. I mean, to put it in figgy terms, I mean, you're talking about Tuiasa Sopo days. I mean, <laughs> it was yeah. it was so bad. I, I I'm sad. I, quite frankly, I, w- watching Russell Wilson makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't it's know who a lot was. of people sad. I don't know who it was that superimposed uh, Russell Westbrook's head on Russell Wilson's body, <laughs> but that was you wrong for that. You didn't have to do that. That's, me- that's messed up. Oh my god, I missed I, that. I, I was rolling. Awesome. I'm perpetually fascinated on just how fast Russell Wilson burns the goodwill, both from fans across the NFL and also from media who are more than happy to take him to bat on being 
fake and phony on top of everything else. And it just, yeah, the, the, the breaking point is that he's playing really bad football. Like, he ends that game throwing into, I what was that, triple coverage? Yes. At the end there with a yeah, man it, wide it, it, open. Yeah, and it was it was horrible, too, was the fact that, you know, you, you could end the game. I mean, it was reminiscent of the Super Bowl. Yes. I like Ross. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I got no beef with Ross. I mean, I always liked him. I always thought he was a gentleman. I, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs, right? None of my business. I just look at it from afar and go, always oh, been a gentleman, man. I, I like him. He's He was a great player at Wisconsin. He was a winner at Wisconsin. When he transferred over there and had that great season, he go he goes to Seattle. He's a winner, man. He just you know plays. He's a great player. He just can't move. And yep. he, he and if you take away his you know the fact his feet where he can find space in passing lanes, I mean it's a lesson for all those smaller quarterbacks, Colin Murray, Jalen Hurts, down the line that you know you got to figure out a way. To become, you know, at latter years, Drew Brees, because, you know, I'm watching Russ, and, and because he can't move in five passing lanes, he just looks lost. That was let Russ cook. That We were doing that up until last year. The idea of let Russ cook, that he could still be mobile, and it's completely gone. And when Denver got him, they got him because they thought he could still be that dynamic quarterback that could get them finally back to the playoffs and into a deep Super Bowl run. And it's been in a complete, thorough, complete disappointment for them. Yeah. And, but and, yeah, as you say, that element to his game is just, it's completely gone this year. And yeah, Matt Ryan has the excuse. We know he's old and over the hill, but what's it for Russ? They, they, like, this was the move for Denver to, to, to be the move, Figgy. Well, and depending on who you ask, I mean, there were signs of this last season in Seattle that his mobility had taken a bit of a hit and that wasn't able to make the same plays he was even the year before and how he was going to transition into a new offense with a new coordinator, new head coach, all of that, different system. He played in the same system his entire career. All of these were kind of factors as to why I thought that Denver might get off to a potential slow start. I didn't think it'd be this slow and this ugly. I mean, my God, you talk about that last play. By the a couple of things. One, what was it, fourth and one? You didn't have to throw into the end zone. You could have gotten a first down. Russ could have easily dropped back and, you know, if nobody was open, could have, you know, ran forward for a couple of yards and yeah, replayed. Richard, Richard Sherman was having a conniption fit he on was. the set afterwards about Rightfully so. run the ball. Because the funny part about it is if you look at that play design, it looked eerily similar to the play they <laughs> lost the Super Bowl on. It, so it was unbelievable. Russ threw I mean, the ball. Oh, my God. The defensive back read it right in the Super Bowl and picked it off. The DB read it wrong the other night on Thursday, and the receiver was wide open and could have walked into the end zone, and Russ didn't even look his direction. It was amazing. Really amazing. I, I mean, I, I never taught me like fans it. were leaving I, before before overtime. Like, yeah, but let's go back to the play for a second too, because I, I just I need that. First of all, Hackett is horrible. Yep, is he not just a hor- horrible going into that play? Like coach. him and Russ were talking so long about this play too. Took him so long to get that off, and that's what they draw up. Like it's yeah. Just, I mean, it's sometimes even if you ever look, if you're if you have a really exceptional team, exceptional player, which I think we can all it's obvious now that Russ is on the back nine of his career. You can kind of overcome bad coaching at times. I thought the Packers at times with back Mike McCarthy were able to overcome bad coaching because Aaron Rodgers was just so amazing. 
you know, the problem with Hackett, first of all, was a, was a coordinator with the Green Bay Packers with Rodgers. So what does that really say about him? I know. Not much. Anybody yeah. could have been a coordinator with Aaron Rodgers and been spectacular. That doesn't really say a whole lot. So he basically got the job just based on that. And just because you're a good coordinator does not necessarily mean you're going to be a good head coach. And, I mean, we saw the signs from opening weekend against Seattle with the horrible decisions that he made. And it's gotten worse and worse as the season has gone on. So now you have a declining Russell Wilson, injuries now on the offensive line, and you have a head coach who doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, this goes from, you know, Denver having a disappointing season to potentially being a disastrous season. Yeah. Listen, I, Craig, let me give you mad props because you you were like all over the Broncos. You're like, no, no, no. You, no, they're not going to be good. You watch. There's too much love going on. No. Oh, my God. I he he I, I still can't believe why you would throw the football in that spot. I mean, I it's third and four. There's two thirteen to go in the game. Does he gotta let Russ Cook? Colt, but wait, but seriously, the Colts are out of timeouts. Yeah. What do you like like you know, what, the right thing to do is you kick the field goal, you go up six. Matt Ryan and the Colts offense looked horrible, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they, they couldn't do anything. In fact, between the two quarterbacks, there should have been a dozen interceptions. Yeah. A dozen. Oh, drop passes. You had the Broncos receivers running into each other, dropping a pass. It, it looked bad. It was very Keystone Cop-esque. Did you guys hear? see the Al Michaels when he said, like, wow, this game is so bad, maybe it's good? And, and then, Kirk, yeah, yeah, Kirk, yeah, Kirk yeah, yeah. was like, no, yeah. not really, no. It's just bad. It, it, it's it's un it's unbelievable. It was unbelievable and watching, and why? So it, it, the re, the reason why I'm freaking out over Hackett too is, I go, what are you, like what are you doing, dude? Yeah, you, you, the game's over. Kick the field goal, right? You got to automatic with McManus. You go up six, and that's the game because there's no way in the world the Colts are going to drive the field to get a touchdown. Right, I mean, what are the odds? You you got you got to bet on. They had no Jonathan Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're stuck because Hines, Matt I think, Ryan, had already gone out with the. Uh, oh, Hines was well out yeah, by then. Well, he was, well was out, out for the first series. He yeah. was out. So, you, you, meanwhile, you know Matt Ryan's got no weapons, and his offensive line is dinged up. Right, so he's under duress the whole game. Uh, what, that's how do you not trust your defense? Forget about the fact that Russ is just completely cooked right now, and he's inside himself. I I don't know what is I, I I'm watching him. And I'm going. It's not like he looks like he lost a step or whatever it is. You know, he, he's not out of shape. Like I, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Kind of just looks indecisive, I, right? Uh, I'll be yeah. honest, like, unsure of himself. Some of this is what we saw from him the last couple of years, and I think just because he was with Seattle, people found other excuses for his yeah, play. I mean, it listen, on, I, he, I, oh, I it did. was on Pete Carroll, or it was on a lack of of the offensive line in Seattle, and I mean, let, the I same mean, problems in be, Denver now. Yeah, but let's be real though; he did have an offensive line issues. No, there. that that is true. That I was mean, all I valid mean, that'll and make true. Every, that'll make every quarterback. Look hard. I'm, I'm, I mean, I watched him. I watched with Seattle. I'm going. The dude's got no protection at all, and they, they're they're a mess. I just figured. I did. I. Your guys are right. I, I contributed to, you know, the the end of that era in Seattle, and you know, he moves on to somewhere else, and they protect him, and he's got a line, and you watch, he's going to be back to Ross. 
You know what but. maybe it is, you know, and this is not a knock on him. He's a great player, probably end up in the Hall of Fame. We'll see how the rest of his career goes down the stretch here. But maybe he was just a kind of a system player. And yeah. he's, he wasn't – he's not a plug-and-play Peyton Manning, you know, type of player where you can just put him yeah. in any offense and he can thrive. He has to thrive in a specific system that's built to his strengths. And we mentioned he broke out of – he played in one system his whole career with Seattle, now comes to a new one with, with uh, the Denver Broncos and is a learning curve and he's not used to it. And you're this old in your career, it can be very hard to change the way that yeah. you play and have different terminology. Maybe what Hackett should have done – was what the yeah what the yeah Yeah. what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did with Tom Brady yeah what do you do well what do you like let's meld together what I like with what you like and let's make this work yeah meanwhile meanwhile Pete Carroll's still getting mileage out of Geno Smith oh Geno's playing I mean whatever amazing for his standard you know what I mean I mean so far early in the season if if Russ is cooked Geno's well beyond cooked and yet. Pete Carroll's getting, you know, production. It it tells you about system, though. I figure you're a thousand percent right. You're spot on with this. I mean, system is everything. It just is. You know, the two things that stand out after watching that game, and you're watching those two quarterbacks who who had great careers, right? Matt Ryan had a really good career. Yeah. And, of course, Russ had a great career. And you're watching these two quarterbacks, and they're end of the line, and and they, they, they can't do anything. You got to be able to protect. If you can't protect, well, look at Stafford the other night on Monday night. That was a great football game with the Rams and Niners. But it was the once again the Rams Achilles heel, mm-hmm. which is stopping pressure up the middle, up that A cap. And and you watch the Niners just bust it up, man. They were able to go after Garopp, to go after uh, Stafford, uh, yeah, Stat Matt, and and you know, I mean, it kills you. He's looking one way. He's got one receiver with Cooper Cup, and you know he's got no time. It's all about O line, and it's about system. When you have a new quarterback in the spot, I, I completely agree with you, Vic. And that's why you got a guy like Hackett who's a disaster. Yeah. Because you got to go into it going, all right, I got to. I, I just spent two hundred million dollars on a, on my franchise quarterback, and he's a disaster. You you got to make sure. That you got your system fits the guy, right? These co- these coaches are out of their minds. They think that they they're God. It's a God complex, man. Now look, we're we're only at the quarter point of the season. You can certainly make adjustments to the playbook and all of that now, and maybe they, there's still potentially times to improve. But I mean, you can't get these games back. And if you're a team that's looking to compete for a playoff spot in the AFC. You can't give games like this away or games like the Seattle uh, yeah. game or the or the Raider game, which they were in at the very end, away for bad play calls and bad coaching. You know, And so even if they do end up turning it on towards the end of the season, they're always going to look back at September and say what could have been those games we gave away for because our the plays we were calling, the way we were coaching was just inadequate. You, you want to know the worst point, part about this? We have three more national games with the Broncos on them. Oof. Monday Night Football, the England game, and then maybe it gets flexed, but in December, Chiefs and Broncos. Yeah, no, you get flexed that game, even though the Chiefs are great to watch. Can can we flex Thursday Night Football? Do you know what next week's game is? Oh, it's with the Commanders. Commanders and Bears. How about that? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Have fun with that, Jeff Bezos. Oh, my God. What is that, like $70 million a game or something he spends it on that? football's always been bad, but, like, I think maybe gussing it up with the Thursday Night Football theme and Al Michaels. Last year, I thought, was the first year where, like, the majority of the matchups were pretty good. But, like, the years before that, 
they also put a lot of like schlocky yeah. matchups on Thursdays. You know, a lot of really bad matchups with. It's almost like the like the like the England series, the overseas games. They always have bad teams competing. Yeah. yeah so, there was that one year where they tried to gus it up with the color rush jerseys. They tried. Right. To, yeah. And they tried yeah, to. But, and every week was a division game, which I didn't mind. And I think they should probably go back to that. Um, but yeah, last year it was much better. So far this season, at least going back to this past week and going into this weekend, I think I'm not going out on a limb to say that uh, next Thursday's game is probably going to be as bad as this past Thursday's game. Not off this to the best time. You, know, you know what it is? He's like, I, really I can't kill him because you got. First of all, only you think correctly saw the Denver demise, right? But you figured Russ' new team that's a sexy matchup, sure, right? Colts, Matt, Matt Ryan, he, Colts were were good. Yes. I don't know what happened to the Colts. You got Jonathan Taylor, so you could sell that. And then you then you're looking for the Chicago audience, right? I guess Chicago that would be the, the only selling point. Deal. Yeah, it was Chicago and DC, because otherwise, yeah. even before the season started. You have yeah. a hard time selling me on Bears Commanders from I a agree. football standpoint. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Fig, hit us with some trending, all right? All right, we'll start with some Major League Baseball. Manny Machado hitting one of four home runs off of New York Mets ace Max Scherzer on Friday night. San Diego taking game one of their best of three wild card series on Friday by the score of 7-1. to one. As for the other game threes, or I should say the other three game ones on Friday night, you have Seattle winning its first playoff game in over 20 years. They shut out Toronto 4 nothing. Seven and a third shutout innings there for Luis Castillo. Phillies rallying for a 6-3 victory over St. Louis. This after trailing 2-0 entering the ninth inning. Shane Bieber outdueling Shane McClanahan as Cleveland defeated Tampa Bay 2-1. In NFL news, the Chargers will be without receiver Keenan Allen for the fourth straight week as he continues to nurse a hamstring injury. They take on Cleveland. Lions running back DeAndre Swift out for their game against New England with shoulder and ankle injuries. Andy Dalton back under center for the Saints against Seattle. College football Colorado State made a field goal as time expired, picking up a 17-14 victory over Nevada for their first win of the season. Nebraska beating Rutgers 14-13 wins for San Jose State and Houston. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. We are the fellas hanging out on this uh, Fox football Saturday. So much to talk about. Let, let's uh, take a quick T.O. We'll come back. We'll put uh, – it is a good question. Ethan poses a good question about did Amazon pay too much? Let, let's discuss that a little bit as well. We'll talk about Ross. We'll get the college football slate that we'll talk about next hour. All your baseball. Keep it right here with the fellas on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we are the fellas. 
having some fun on a uh, Fox football Saturday. Hey, don't forget, football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM every Saturday and Sunday morning. Three hours before kickoff, tune in this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern and uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern as we take you live all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, all presented by BetMGM. Oh, man, it's going to be a big day of college football. I can't wait to discuss. We're going to get into it tomorrow, uh, next hour. Football, football. You got me going there, Chris. Football, football. Uh, but let, let me ask you a question, because, Ethan, you brought up a good point. You, you, you hit me up on the text board about Amazon and whether or not the investment was too great. Yeah, all right, fellas. I got a question here. So the NFL contract with Amazon's, $13 billion deal that runs through 2033 at a cost of $1 billion a year. That means Amazon's paying roughly $67 million per game in rights fees. My question to you three, is Amazon investing too much money? They got them cheap. Yeah, I think they got in on the front end, to be honest with you. So especially knowing that streaming within the next decade is going to be bigger across sports, um, I, I think it's actually it looks bad now and literally right now because of how bad that game was yesterday. Uh, but I actually think they got out ahead of it. So I think uh, I agree. They, yeah, so I think it was actually a pretty good investment from a long term standpoint. They got in cheap for two reasons. Number one, well, also it's Amazon to them. Money isn't an issue. This right. is a CEO who goes into space just for fun. On yeah. his, like, like th- this isn't an issue for Bezos right now <laughs> on money. He's not be crying poorhouse over this deal. Number two, I I feel like they wanted Thursday night football because they want to be out ahead of the curve on because the Sunday ticket's going to open up here very soon, and I think everyone's just kind of waiting for Apple to swoop in. But Amazon is absolutely a player right now to get NFL Sunday ticket. I'm not saying they're going to come in and replace all the broadcasts, but. Them showing the NFL that they have this getting this working relation with the NFL to at least have an account with them on running Thursday night football does give them like as you say, Figgy, it gives them a step in the in the ring here. So I, I'm sure that's got to be part of their strategy too. I, 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 listen, I, the lesson of football goes back to football built Fox. Yes, right. And that it, was a huge risk. Yes, at the time. absolutely. They, uh, Fox wasn't even much of a bit player against the other major networks until it was the, the football on Sundays. It, it, I mean, I mean, first of all, it, it, you can't enough. There is no enough. Uh, too much. There's no too much because if you're trying to bring people to the platform, and that's what you're trying to do, there is no better way to bring people to the platform than NFL football. It's it's a proven strategy. Like we talk about Fox and, and, and building a network on the backs of five people. They said the same thing. Oh, you spent all this money. You're going to lose money. What happened? You built a network off of it. it, it every, all those, you know, in, in-house spots that they ran mm-hmm. for the Simpsons and every other show. That's what made it. Yes. All those eyeballs. When you can grab all those eyeballs to a platform like Amazon to all of their content to all every their marketplace just their I mean, website yeah you can click on an exactly. item and say oh I'm watching a game well I can yeah, cross promotion with their stuff like Lord of the Rings and yeah. these I mean everything I mean uh, not just right. if there's no touchdowns let's do this there should be uh, a clause in the contract if there's no touchdowns in Thursday night football then they should uh, donate to a charity 
Yeah, right. I, I hear you. All right, we're the fellas. We're going to come back in just a moment. College football Saturday upon us next. Hanging out. All right, that's us. We are the fellas on a Fox football Saturday. Didn't that sound great? Uh, we love it. And uh, we come to you live from, of course, the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. We're going to help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, boys, let's get started. Uh, We did a lot of uh, Thursday Night Football and Russ, and uh, we had some good October baseball. And before we get into the college, because it's a great college football day, a lot of good matchups. We're going to kind of dive into all of them with a thumbnail coming up. But uh, the one aspect of the last two nights that we did not discuss, and this is the mass exodus. First, we saw it. And it was pronounced <laughs> Thursday night. They're leaving in droves. They're leaving. And the interception, the game's in, it's still very much in doubt. It's before overtime. And they people just roll. They're just out. They're like, we're done. And then you saw it yesterday in St. Louis, which is supposed to be the best baseball town in America. They're leaving. When the game is still on the line in both instances, by the way, I maybe understand that a little bit more for Denver. It's a Thursday night. It's late. I'm trying to I don't want to sit here and watch this, you know, crazy, ridiculously boring, awful football game. How how late is it, though? Let me ask you a question. I don't know. So what is it? It's probably what? 10 o'clock local time around the the end of the game or so. No, I mean, it's two hours. So it was what? 11 o'clock Eastern time. I was watching the game. So you're talking nine Mountain time would be two hours behind East Coast. Um, East Coast right. time. So, That's why I yeah. said nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nine o'clock. Oh, wait, what are you going to turn into a pumpkin? I don't know. Well, if you got kids, you got to get them home. It's the end of the game. No, I, I think crazy. I, I, I think my stance on it is, I like Figgy. I understand a little bit more for Broncos fans, but also more from the fact like you've seen this act before. We are now. Four or five weeks into the season, you've seen how the Broncos have been playing, and there's no way to uh, to believe in your heart of hearts that suddenly they're going to explode at the end of the game here. Like you, you, you yeah. know who they are at this point. So I totally get it. Yeah. For, for the Cardinals, guys, they, they they won over 90 games this year. Yeah, that's this is a playoff game. Yeah, if we're talking for the sake of comparison, by the way, and I will say just in general, in a vacuum, I wouldn't leave in a situation like that. As bad as the game was in Denver, you still have a shot to win. No, hold yeah, out to right. the end. But you're right. also and, a sportsman. Yeah, and I feel like Denver Bronco fans are – I think really, really good NFL fans. They're a national brand. They're phenomenal. They're they always you know fill out the stadium. Usually, I, I don't know what exactly the situation was Thursday. Night. It was not full at all. Well, I said usually. Uh, so I can't speak to that. But just in comparison to St. Louis, it was a day game. To your point, yes, the team was imploding in front of you, but still was you know in the game and had a chance to come back potentially and win it in the ninth or at least tie it and send it to extra innings. I think that was a lot less justifiable than the Bronco fans, you know, having the mass exodus on Thursday night. Yeah, I just think Bronco fans are just fed up. That's just all it is to it. And they're good. Look, and I certainly would understand that too. The hire of the head coach, 
the way the team has been performing, the expectations they had, the two hundred plus million dollar contract they gave to Russell Wilson for the production that he's had these first few games. I mean, if that was a statement for them to make, then good, you know, good on them. Kudos to them for for holding the team in the franchise to a higher standard. If that's the case. It doesn't bother me because I'd much rather have a fan base that cares about how the team is performing and will leave or not show up than people will just show up and fill out a stadium because it's something to do when the team is awful. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you're right about that. I, I don't think I'd ever leave early, mostly because that's just not in my blood, but also I don't think I'll ever get out of my head the sight of the Miami Heat fans who left early. What was that, 2013? Or was it 2014 against the Spurs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waiting oh, yeah. outside <laughs> the, yeah. the Miami arena, watching on the TVs once Ray Allen hit that shot to send him to overtime. Like, you you don't leave. You don't want to <laughs> miss it. That's just a, a horrible look. It, it is. I, I found, and I think you guys are right about, you know, the, you look at the Cardinals. Like, how could you leave? That That's one unreal. I'm still, I'm That's still, still wrapping puzzling. my head around. That's now. still puzzling to me. Uh, you know, it's a day game. It's you know, we where you going? I never understood the, the leave early crowd when you know people go beat the traffic. Well, the whole point of going to a game, you got to see the ending of the game. Yeah, the only time that that works for me is if a, if if there's a blowout one way or the other, then I understand it. If a team's yeah. down twelve to three in the eighth inning, you know. If I have to miss the greatest comeback in MLB history, then I guess so be it. I missed it. Right. There's, a, there's a one in a trillion chance of that happening. They had they had two on. Yes. They had two on in the bottom of the ninth. They had a chance to tie the game. Yes, absolutely. And people were gone. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I think you know the As, whole I, the whole idea of watching the you know, the, the chance that there is an, an epic comeback. Is a big is like that's to me. You're worth staying. That's why you go to the game. Like the whole purpose of going to the game is to watch the game. And it was you want to see the ending. Who, who, who goes to a movie and leaves? I don't care if the movie's bad or disappointing. Well, I've done that before for sure. I leave. I've walked out of a bad movie. Granted, it's only been one time. I mean, time. it's got to be like Denver. It's got to be like <laughs> like Denver, Indianapolis. To be yes. to walk out. Essentially, yes. Yes, I, mean, I have a high tolerance know. level usually for something that I paid for. By the way, which well, you paid money. Point, like, yeah. you know, I mean, it, I mean, it's got to be epically bad to leave, right? Like, to leave, like the whole point is, is well, I, I, let me see how it ends. Yeah, especially in a competitive playoff game. You know, as someone who grew up in Los Angeles my entire life and had to hear so much trash talk from people across the country about L.A. fans arriving late and leaving early, I will guarantee you if the Dodgers are in a three-run game in the bottom of the ninth inning with men on base, the fans are not leaving. Yeah. That ain't happening. I just – I'm looking at this game and I'm trying to figure out what could have possibly given Cardinals fans (laughs) frustrations. I'm just – I'm 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 I don't know what it is. Like they got they had two runs in the bottom of seventh. I get that Philly like belts out six on you in the ninth, and that's deflating, but you're still in the game at that point. Like we've seen we've seen deeper deficits get eliminated in baseball. Like it just it, it blows my mind. That's it may, maybe like what do they think that this is still the old wild card that it's no, one a sudden de- a one in, a sudden death one game or something? Like what I I I don't especially. My my dad's a Cardinals fan, so I'm gonna really roast him about this. Like I don't understand what compelled people to leave like that. I I try not to poo poo on fans. Do what you want in sports, I, but like I don't. I, man, I those tickets. In, I pro- believe in order. Playoff playoff tickets are not <laughs> yeah. are not cheap. If, but, if yeah. this is a random game in August, maybe. 
But right. a playoff game, where you're, you're literally point. playing for your life. You have two games to win. I mean, come exactly. on. It's playoffs, man. Come on. There's such a thing as violations and, and all that. That's a violation. You can't leave. No. That's yeah. bad. I mean, it's, it's a horrible look. It's a terrible look. You know, Especially for the season the Cardinals have had with Pujols being amazing and fighting back to getting into this you know, whole situ- into the playoffs to begin with. Yeah, and like, the way they've just... come on offensively. I mean, Goldschmidt's probably going to be the MVP. Arenado heated up the last part of the season. It's not like there was some, you know, terrible offensive lineup that didn't have the potential to score runs at the end of exactly. the game either. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Look, the, the Mets fans. I mean, that game was on. Was out. Was done early. <laughs> See, I would have. If you wanted to leave after the yeah, fifth inning, if you wanted one. to, if you wanted to stay to make sure that you booed Scherzer off the mound and then wanted to leave, I would have been all for that. Makes sense to me. Go ahead and do it. By and all the means. funny thing is, those people stayed. They did the whole they time. Stayed. They were they were showing shots of the crowd when it was a seven. I don't know if it was still seven nothing or maybe it was seven one in like the eighth, and fans are still standing up and cheering and trying to rally the yeah. You know, the try- batters. They were trying to rally their team. That's yeah. great fans. The Met fans. We're great fans. Hundred percent agree. Saying that, but I know. it's the truth. In that sense, at least the truth. In that yeah, sense, I, absolutely. Stand yeah. to support your team. Exactly. That's, that's the whole point of it, man. That's what you're supposed to do. Anyway, uh, we got a big college football slate ahead of us, man. We do. I, I, there's there's so many good games. I'm trying to figure out, and there's so many great storylines. But boys. A&M Alabama is going Ooh. to be incredible. I'm, I'm in that just to watch Jimbo well, Fisk, may, fit, hey, fit Define incredible. Yeah. It's I, incredibly bad. What, what, yeah. <laughs> Has the line moved? Uh, is Bama now a 26-point favorite? It is still a 24-point favorite. Okay, cool. Right. It's inside. If it goes, if it drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's it's just the Jimbo Fisher stuff. I, yeah. I, I, I can't get enough of that. The Jimbo versus Saban? Yep. <laughs> well, uh, well, the problem is we have to wait until after the game to hear them talk. So I know. I know. I, I can't believe. Oh, my God. It, it, this is likely going to be very bad. Definitely. It With definitely Matt Johnson had- hurt now. You have to go back to Haynes King at quarterback? He's horrible. Oof. Oh, he's terrible. The, the, the rivalry definitely had a lot more bite before Alabama, I mean, A&M, excuse me, turned around and lost to App State. But, uh, yeah, True. this is... This just feels like there's blood in the water, and I, I've got a lot of friends who are Aggies fans, and they've been despairing over this season because, once again, it feels like all of the tropes, all of the stereotypes you could say about A&M, that they buy their way to five losses is absolutely true. It's, it's it back is. and biting it, them it, in the ass. It, it's almost it like, you know how many top recruiting classes? This has kind of like Florida, Ron Zook written all over it, when you had like top five recruiting classes for like five yeah. straight years, but you couldn't Zook. win more than nine games. That's fabulous. Isn't it, isn't it kind of have That's that feel fabulous. to it right now with Jimbo? Yeah, it's, it's got that. Oh, my God. You, Ron Zook. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, so early, we got Tennessee LSU. We got TCU. And, of course, everybody's darling. I told you guys Kansas. about Kansas last week. You nobody, said Nobody believed me. You oh, were all man. over Rock Talk last week. We got to discuss that. We got to discuss. Uh, we got Georgia and Auburn. We got Oklahoma State, Georgia off that scare, which was wild. UCLA and Utah. We got, we got all kinds of great stuff. Notre Dame is in Vegas, 
right? Yep. The Ohio State's in uh, East Lansing. Yeah, for the hangover, the hangover jerseys game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot to go over. We're going to do that coming up next with our college football look in and uh, do our thumbnails of all the games. We'll do the same thing NFL next hour. We'll get back to baseball. It's October, so it's the sportsgasmic month, man. It's the greatest. We're the fellas as we hang out. That's Figgy, Psycho Chris. E is our producer. I'm Cuz. Together, the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fellas, as we hang out on a Fox football Saturday. Coming live, that's right. From the TireRack.com studios. All right, let's get into it. Uh, let's go through the early games and we'll start off. A good one. Tennessee and LSU. Tennessee, of course, we've been following them. A lot of fun. 4 and O for the number eight Tennessee. Now they got to go to Death Valley and play LSU and uh, it's going to be uh, I, I love it hooker in uh, against that LSU defense and LSU had a squeaker against Auburn last week. Uh, I go I, I love this Tennessee team man. They're they're just a blast to watch. They uh, are able to beat Florida like we talked about. Uh, it's a good one, Vic. Yeah, LSU uh, kind of like I guess a new version of the Cardiac Cats to say the least. Uh, yeah. Seventeen nothing. I think they were down to Auburn last week. And had to have a comeback uh, the week before as well. So, you know, people were, were burying Brian Kelly. I was one of them. Uh, after that opening loss against Florida State for his lack of aggressiveness and going for two. And they're undefeated since then. And playing really well, especially, as you mentioned, defensively. So, you know, Tennessee, and I guess if there's one, you know, issue with them, not really as good defensively. We know they can score mm-hmm. points, but, you know, you gave up 33 points to a Florida team that has not been, you know, lighting the world on fire offensively this season. 
Uh, now, granted, LSU, especially at the quarterback position with Daniels, have not been great either. I think he passed for like 80 yards or something last yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, but they can play some defense. So this can, if this is a low-scoring game, could potentially play into the favor of LSU. I still think Tennessee will win, and I believe they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. Um, so I, I would take Tennessee, but it would not surprise me in the least bit if LSU, especially playing at home, you know, found a way to get the upset here. Yeah. I, now, listen, you brought up Daniels, too. Eight for 20. Yeah, it's just not 80 much. 80 yards. To ride I mean, home. It's really a, tough. The kid really. I saw at Arizona State was the same way. He's a guy that kills you more with his legs than his arm. If this was LSU of 15 years ago that was playing dominant defense, you right. can get away with a quarterback that, you know, you know, completes eight passes and runs yeah. for 20, you know, 40 yards or whatever. I don't know if they can win that way consistently. I, I agree. Now, and I look at it and I go, it's it's – you're talking about it's a tough place to play, so we know that Death Valley, what it's like. But I think this Tennessee team is good enough to do it, to win. So, I, you know, I, I'm with you. I like Tennessee, too. I would lay the points on the road, which I'd never like to do, but I would right. do that in this game. Yeah. I, I, I would probably lean LSU in this. I feel like Tennessee's probably the best team that LSU is going to play yet. But also, Tennessee's the, – their two wins against opponents with pulses – have both been by one score. Pitt, it was 34-27. Florida, I think it was a five-point margin of victory. So they've 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 been in they've been in close tight situations. And I do think that Death Valley being the big equalizer, if you know Hooker's not able to really get get in rhythm, then you know, as you say, this could be a low-scoring affair. And I think at that point. I do kind of favor LSU in their defense there. Yeah, it's, Ten- Tennessee it's has hard to, score. to beat LSU at home. Yeah, I think Tennessee no, has to score is. thirty. I, I, yes, they, they score. They score thirty. They win. But if you yeah. if you start if you're talking, you know, just a couple of touchdowns, 21, 24 points. I think LSU has a shot. Agreed. I I can I completely agree with that. Uh, Michigan early action. They're in at, at Indiana. Let me ask you, guys, a question. Are you buying Michigan stock at five and zero, number fourteen? Uh, it's hard that, because that really, I don't think that they're bad, but it's hard because they haven't played anybody of note. I mean, think so, about it: Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, Maryland, which was a close game, right? And in Iowa, now in fairness, that game was really never in doubt, correct? And it, it got it got a little funky in the fourth quarter, but. Mm-hmm. They were never really in peril. But the problem, you look at their schedule, I mean, there's really only two potential positions where they should be challenged. That's next week against Penn, Penn State, State, and then yeah. at the end of the season against Ohio State. But, I mean, their schedule, by virtue of the fact that the Big Ten, at least top to bottom, is down this year, is just kind of a walkover in and of itself. Now, I guess the, the, the criticism could be, Anthony, is if you're really that good, why aren't you steamrolling these teams? Yeah, you know? that's kind of what I was – alluding to I, I guess is, are you buying their stock yeah. and I, 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 I guess I'm just number four in the country I guess I'm just wondering where the stock eventually lands because again there's only two states for Michigan it's either did you beat Ohio State yes or no because that's what it's going to come down to them being in the playoffs then going to the Big Ten championship all of that like I don't see Ohio State stumbling so it literally comes down to can you beat Ohio State at the end of yeah. the year and I still don't yeah. Think they can because JJ McCarthy's fine, but they're I I don't think they have the same pieces on defense that stimmied and put Ohio State out of rhythm last year, and they just don't have that. So well, well like, Figgy brought up, but Chris Figgy brought up Penn State uh, next week. Yeah, I that's agree. not a given. 
I know that no, game's I, I know, in Ann Arbor, but I think Penn State wins that game. Yeah, I'd be a lot more worried about that game if it was in, say, you know, Happy Valley. It it it's definitely that is a very good offense they'll be facing. And I was talking with some Michigan people uh, the other day about that. It's like I don't I I don't know if they're sleeping on Penn State's offense, but or just assume that every game in the Big Ten goes a certain way. I don't think they're really prepared for the offensive firepower Penn State really has in that game. So I, yeah. I, I will also say, and we're a ways away, and we'll see how they're playing at this time of year too, but keep your eye on Illinois and how well they're playing right now too. That's a good one. Because yeah. Bielema's got them rolling and playing kind of his style of football. Got his revenge game. Yeah, well, so he got that's his revenge a, game. Spot on. Knocked thing. out Paul Christ last week. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, they play Illinois, I think, the week before they play Ohio State. Uh, so that that could be a game that, that can actually trip, trip up them game. up. Yeah, I, I the X factor is again JJ McCarthy, who as much as I watch him, I can't get a clean opinion one way or another on JJ McCarthy. Well, they have the Michigan, kid gloves on him, don't they? I mean, they're yeah, not really letting him cut it loose. Yeah, I think he's like either top five, I think, in like completion percentage, but he's also not throwing that much. The throws are easy. He's making plays with his legs. I think the point is he just he's not turning the ball over and he can run for first downs and just be somewhat efficient without having to be the hero. I yeah, think that's the role they want him to thrive in, at least right now, with the hopes that he can kind of put the team on his back either later this season or going into next season to really be the face of the team. But the face of the team right now is Blake Corum in the running game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. You're, you're, do you see his over or under Corum? It's all over 100 yards. And he'll probably go over. Wait, just 100? Right, it's like 105 point. Oh, I go over. I got 105 600 yards already yeah. in no, five years. I would have thought the over under would be like 130. <laughs> like 100? You, you, know what's, you know what's fascinating is that those totals, right, they, they're very rarely like 100 yards. True, yes. E- even though, like, you go, oh, my God, like, you know. But it, it's, it's just, it shows you. How wild! I mean, the fact that over when you set that number at over a hundred, it's wild. It's actually one hundred point five, hundred and a half. Yeah, well, one hundred point five. Michigan's one of the best running teams in the nation, and Indiana's one of the worst rush defenses in the nation. So that makes that makes sense to me on the surface. It really does. It's wild, man. It is. Uh, All right, let's keep going. This is a great – my man Figgy, all over rock chalk. That's right. You nailed it last week, bro. Now, granted, they probably played their worst game last week, and if Iowa State can make a field goal, then maybe we're not. they're not ranked and college game day is not there. But nevertheless, here they are, ranked at number 19, welcoming them in TCU, which, and which could – look, I'll say this. As much as I was on them last week, I think I might be off the train because yeah, yeah. TCU can yeah. score some points. You saw what TCU did to Oklahoma last week. 55 double nickels. And Kansas is better this year. I mean, you couldn't be much worse than they've been the last 30 years or whatever it is. They're better this year. I don't know how good they actually are. And this TCU offense with Sonny Dykes and the way he can dial up offense, it would not surprise me at all if Kansas got run off the field. Well, you know what's funny is, uh, you know our guy Big Brain on Brad. Yes. So he's our uh, betting analyst. I'm talking to him yesterday. And he hits me with, you know, uh, I was uh, I was all over. I went against Kansas last week, and uh, I'm going to go against them again. Yeah. <laughs> so he was dead. They're, they're not that good. I'm telling you, they're not that good. 
it, it'll be fun. But you're right. I mean, you know, Dugan and that offense can move for TCU. So this is a huge test. I, you know, I mean, it's hard not to root for Kansas. Absolutely. I, I guess my own my my main question is: I keep watching Kansas. Is how many more we, how many more games are we going to see of Lance Leipold there? Because like, uh, how many are, games are left on the schedule this year? <laughs> you know? I mean, he might even bail before that. I don't know. Like the way college college coaching That's college terrible. coach hunting is gone. Like yeah. I know, it's know, terrible. Al- already, teams seem to just be lined up and clearing the deck, yeah. waiting to yeah. get him and pull him away from Kansas. Which it's so bad. Yeah. I I hate that. I have to tell you, I hate yeah. It, it makes it, it it's just awful because it's like I want to feel good about. Kansas, I want to feel good that maybe Leipolds can stay there and build something, but here's Nebraska with an opening since week two. Or here's Wisconsin here's, now. Who here's he Wisconsin. Has I think yeah. he won. He cut his he cut his teeth in Division Three in Wisconsin. Yeah, here's Wisconsin clearing the deck, getting rid of Paul Christ, and who knows how many more firings we're gonna have. Like Auburn's probably gonna be opened up at some point here too. Like it's just it's it's Every, he's the de facto, and after just one season and change here at Kansas, people are going to throw they're going to throw the, the the wallets at him. I think at the very least, he sees it through to the end of the season. You know, yeah, I don't think he's going to bolt yeah. in like no, November, no, not in the middle you know, of the season. Yeah, but I can absolutely see him bolting at the end of the year because you also realize that a place like Kansas, there's a ceiling. I don't think know? I don't think he's if he if he goes somewhere else, I, <laughs> he's he's not. Very low odds, I would say, that he coaches a bowl game for Kansas. True, I would, I would give you that. I would agree with that sentiment. Yes, especially if yeah, they, I, they end up with nine, ten wins potentially, whatever it may be. Maybe they may end up in the Big Twelve championship game. Who knows? You know, yeah, it, it will be. It'll be hard pressed to see him sticking around if he ends up taking another job and him sticking around uh, coaching the bowl game. That rarely ever happens. All right, do do me a favor. Hit us with some trending fig, and we'll oh. get back to it. All right, Ant. Well, our Friday was day one of the Major League Baseball playoffs. Four game ones in the best of three wild card series. The nightcap saw the Padres blast four home runs off of Max Scherzer. Mets ace allowing a total of seven earned runs in just four innings of work as San Diego took game one by the score of seven to one. Luis Castillo pitching seven hitless innings, leading Seattle to a 4-0 victory over Alec Manoa and the Blue Jays. Philadelphia rallying for six runs in the top of the ninth to stun the Cardinals 6-3. Jose Ramirez a two-run home run, leaving Cleveland to a 2-1 victory over Tampa. Since we're talking college football, Clayton Toon, three touchdowns passes two of them in the final two minutes of the game as Houston stormed back to beat Memphis 33 to 32 Nebraska speaking of them overcoming a 13 nothing halftime deficit to beat Rutgers 14 to 13 San Jose State hammering UNLV 40 to 7 Colorado State made a 43 yard field goal as time expired picking up their first victory of the season 17 to 14 the final score as they defeated Nevada back to the fellas all right that's us we're the fellas hanging out on a Fox football Saturday. Speaking of bad football, man, that Nebraska Rutgers game. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's gross. You know, it's unfortunate. Do you talk about the flexing when it comes to Monday night yeah, games now this year? Yeah. When can we get a flex rule in for college football? I mean, shouldn't yeah. I mean you don't have usually you have about a handful of games, somewhere between three and four, you know, Friday night games, and man, a lot of them have been pretty bad. They stink. Pretty bad. I mean, I, I, well, let me ask you a question. I, you have the big game on Saturday night. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do Friday night football big 
a big matchup on Friday night. Yeah, you have the you know Fox does a great job with the big noon kickoff, and that and that game is always a nice one. And then you mentioned the the five o'clock Pacific, eight p.m. Eastern time, you know, prime time game that ESPN and ABC have. Oh, you have the three thirty, twelve thirty. Why know, don't that you? It was a good game. Try to tee up a marquee Friday night. Look, sometimes you're going to get duds. I understand it's going to happen, but I mean, you're not even trying. I mean, Nebraska and Rutgers, Big Ten. Really? Yeah, stop. You telling me you guys didn't know this was going to be a dull game when you scheduled this in, in August uh, I, or June right, whenever so the schedule came out? You're so, you're spot on, Fake. Like, so let's take, I don't know, you got the, today the Red River rivalry, right? Right. So, you, you know, it's a down year, right? You got Oklahoma's limping around. Texas on the come, but, you know, they're both three and two teams. Yeah. When you put that game on a Friday night, I'm in on that game. Now, I don't know. Is there something to be said? Now, I am not a big traditionalist for a lot of things, but usually the Red River rivalry is like an, an afternoon game on a Saturday. You know, it's, it's, always, always the, it's always the noon game. Yeah, I so think, there's a traditional aspect when it comes to a matchup like that. But my, sure. I'm just talking about, like, give me something. Give me a decent matchup. Right, like, because like, even if I, even if I got to watch a down Oklahoma team versus Texas, I still want to watch those programs. I mean, do I want to see Nebraska and Rutgers? Yeah, I think it's definitely more of what Figgy's talking about. Just there, there are certain games that I'm sure alumni bases are going to have to be dragged, kicking and screaming away from talking, a Saturday. Yeah, I, I was just using that as an example. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm no, not no, being, no, I, I don't take it literally. I'm just saying, just give me a matchup, man. I, I need a good matchup on a Friday night. You know, get, put me in. Uh, you know, get, get me into the game. Like Michigan, Indiana, you could have put that on. You know, Friday night, couldn't you? Yeah, okay, that could yeah. Probably I mean, I want a little yeah. bit better, but I hear you. Yeah, yeah but mean, at least it, know, that's a marquee program. At least it's entertaining to watch Michigan. I mean, how about right. George Auburn run over someone? Yeah, I don't know. Has the SEC ever played a Friday game? I think there's from a conference no, standpoint. No, they I don't. think it's uh, it's usually Big Ten, Pac-12, and Mountain West are kind no, of. No, it is. But, but my point is, is that like if you're if you want to make Friday night big, yeah, you go to the SEC and go, yo, give me some games on a Friday night, and and those island games, those standalone games. Mm-hmm. You, you're so valuable because everybody's watching it. Right. Imagine, especially if you're putting a marquee program in a standalone game, and it can only help their stock. Yeah, that's why I don't even understand why they 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 finally discovered like midweek football, college football. Yeah. And the Mac is great because they do all the Macs and stuff during the week. But Friday night's a good night. Like that's a good that's good stuff. Why wouldn't you put big time Friday like get some network come in and go? You know what? I'm going to own Friday night. Yeah, my only thought would be, and I don't know if this is true or not. You know, Michigan, Ohio State, USC. You know, and which I think does play is going to play a Friday night game at some point this year. But those yeah, teams, they play. are marquee matchups on Saturdays whenever they play. Let some of the lesser programs that don't get a lot of eyeballs actually get some national shine on Friday night. So people can see them. Maybe it helps their recruiting a little bit. Maybe right. that's their line of thinking as to why they do that. I'm not sure. I guess it would make I mean, sense to a certain right. degree. I think, I think right, part of that, but... too, is just, again, the the directors and people at those individual universities also just 
don't want to give up a Saturday game. They, they see don't. Friday I don't know as, about that. Don't, they see they all. see Friday as hope. You pay them. Man. You stop. They're all whores. Pay, pay, pay. <laughs> there is a I drug mean, game. Give up a Saturday. One one Friday night. I'm no, they, they they yes. they they're greedy. They, Chris is right. I, there there have been you know t- drug in kicking and screaming instances at times when it comes to playing Friday night games. I know specifically for some Pac-12 teams for sure that has been a problem, and they're not necessarily gung ho on playing on Fridays, and they'd rather I, be on. I, Saturday. I'm with you, but they. Pay, you know, if Amazon wanted to own Friday nights, which they should, like go Friday, go Thursday night football, Friday night college marquee matchup. Yeah, if I'm the Pac-12, I jump all over that. Take every penny you can get. <laughs> if right, someone's willing like, to throw that at you, put every game on Friday night for the right, next like, two years or however long you exist. Yeah, as much like, money as you can now. I mean, if I'm Amazon, you know. I, I give a chance to get football fans. I'm going to go, all right, you know what? I'm going to do my Friday. I'm going to make it huge. There, there, when I was a kid, before you guys were, were, were born, I was a kid, they would have Friday night fights. Oh, yeah. That just and ended it, a few years ago, as a matter of fact. Right. But they was big. Like When I was a kid, like you had like great fighters fighting on Friday nights. Like the like Sugar Ray Leonard would fly on, on, like, on a Friday night? Yeah, like you had those kinds of matchups. Wow. Like, okay. Like it was like Friday, it was and it was like a network. I don't know, it was ABC I mean, was, or whatever was it was. The name of the boxing video game for so long was Friday Night Fights, right? Yeah, do like yeah. So like well, you know that whole Friday night thing. I I don't know why you don't you don't. If I'm Amazon or Apple or one of these streaming companies, I go to college football. I go, yo SEC, get, you know, let's do something, man. Friday Night Football, big big night matchup. Let's go. And I don't know, well, the SEC has their contract with ESPN and what the situation is there, but I know, like I said, the Pac-12 will be excellent because they're currently in media rights negotiations now. And I know uh, George Klyovkov has talked about having an over-the-top streaming-only element as part of their negotiations in their contract. You know, why not negotiate, you know, a slate of Friday-only games that are streamed exclusively on Amazon? That would be a great right. idea. Yeah, I, I, and I think you're like, you're going to get, you get college fo- you get big time college football matchups. Yeah. You know, and if I'm at, like you do something special, like I don't know, like you know, do you know, do a deal with a couple conferences and do a double header. I don't know. I mean, yeah. do, or do like uh, you know, like they have the you have the the what is it, the Pac twelve or the Big Ten ACC challenge or whatever it is in right. basketball. Right. Do that element in a, from a football standpoint and partner exactly. up with the network or with the streaming partner and do it. I it's mean, not a bad idea at all. And have yeah, those games I, be on Friday. Exactly. Have one cross uh, uh, cross conference matchup every Friday on that platform. You know, Fick, we can only give we can only lead in the water. Now it took them how long until they they ratified my well. Yeah, you're NFL. right. They should the Pac-12 should hire you as commissioner. They wouldn't be uh, fledgling like they are right now. There, right? you're the right. I mean, you look, I'm the schedule master. Exactly. You know that. That's right. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of the Pac-12, what a game! Oh yeah. Utah and UCLA, five and zero Bruins. Oh, what a what a big win over Washington too. A man. statement win. Because it was prior to that they pretty much played the entire state of Alabama outside of the Crimson Tide, Western yeah. Alabama, Eastern yeah. Alabama. But now they get a big win over Washington and run them off the field in the second half. This is the big test here against this Utah team, which is. As tough as they come, this is the class of the Pac-12. If 
Chip Kelly can find a way to get a victory here. This will be the <laughs> biggest win, despite them running USC off the field at the end of the year. Actually, last year, USC sucked last year. This is different. This is a quality Utah opponent. If you get a victory against Utah on Saturday, that is humongous. That's a potential program-changing victory for them. Yeah, it is. You you know, you. know It's going to be a great matchup because you're going to run his spread, that Kelly offense – versus that great defense. So I'm I'm that one to me is must see TV. Utah three and a half figgy. Yeah, I can see that. It makes sense to me. It would not you, surprise you me. You laying it or you taking the points? Hmm. That's a hard one for me. I know. Um I'd probably Tough game. I would probably end up taking Utah to cover it. I still think they're better in the trenches than UCLA yeah. is. And that's kind of really where they don't where they own it. Uh, UCLA is better um, on the skill position now. Jake Bobo, this kid is great. He's going to be at at worst the second yeah, round pick. Stuck. At worst yeah. the second round pick when he decides to come out. Uh, and and Charbonnet, Michigan fans know well, was great for them before transferring out, and it's been spectacular for UCLA. And when they do win, Zach Charbonnet is the guy that carries them, despite the fact that you know Dorian Thompson Robinson's playing better. But that Utah defense is real. So. I, I'll be hard-pressed to, to to see UCLA rolling up a lot of points against this Utah defense. Uh, so I'd, I'd end up taking Utah on the points in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's going to be a great game. We'll come back. We'll continue our uh, travel down the slate today in college football. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fellas, uh, let's uh, continue our trek along the card of college football today. So we talked about the Red River rivalry, keep going, and uh, we talked about UCLA and Utah, which I think is going to be the best game of the day. I, I That's probably the game I'm circle right here on Fox, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific. Oklahoma State and Texas Tech should be fun. Georgia, uh, you, you're smelling a route, right? Like after last week. Yeah. And, you know, the scare that happened somehow, some way. Missouri, I, that's one we did not see coming, Fig. No. Missouri keeping it close against Georgia. Well, especially considering that Georgia kind of had a like a, a ho-hum performance against Kent State the week before. The final right. score said 39-22, to 22, but even then, like it shouldn't have even been that close. So you thought that was like the let, let down game wake up call. Then they go to Missouri and had to, you know, fight scratch and claw just to pull out that win. So the belief is now against Auburn, the way that Auburn's been playing, they should run them off the field. Uh, but you just never know. 
Auburn is showing a little bit of fight themselves. Now, granted, like you know, the way they want to get they want they want against Missouri was ridiculous. A guy fumbles the ball out of the end zone, like they could easily, you know, be you know one and three or whatever it is, one and four. I know. So I know. they're kind of hanging on by the skin of their teeth. But yeah, to your point, this is a game where Georgia should dominate. Uh, you know, the, it is worth repeating because you brought up Illinois and how good they play. I mean, th- this Washington team, I mean, this Wisconsin team, I mean, could could they have – we talked about Graham Mertz and the worst quarterback in, in all the country. I, I I just don't get it. I, I don't get how he want, how he, he was a starter. I mean, that tells you just how bad the state of the quarterback room is at Wisconsin now, right? Because even if if there was just a kid who was raw but had all the ability in the world, at this point in time, you'd have to put him in the game, right? I'm saying you can't can't find anybody. Yeah, you can't can't do much worse. It's unbelievable how bad. Oh, they're just horrible. Ohio State gets a gimme today, and he's lancing. Ole Miss is a 17-point favorite at Vanderbilt. And uh, Washington and, and that explosive offense uh, after the last week's loss to UCLA, they're a big favorite against Arizona State. So you don't see any uh, – I don't see any upsets going on there. No, I don't see any major upsets down uh, You know, down that list. I will say I was uh, slightly surprised. But, I mean, Kentucky shot themselves in the foot last week in that loss to Ole Miss. But, you know, you fumble the ball twice in your last three possessions and you miss a field goal. You kind of didn't deserve – uh, to win that game. I don't think there's going to be any concern about them losing to South Carolina, but that was one that kind of puzzled me a little bit. I am looking forward to BYU and Notre Dame, though. Uh, uh, I was bring Vegas. that up. Vegas. Yeah. All those Notre Dame fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, today's a, today and tomorrow. You know, this is a lot of Bloody Marys to this morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> they hit the strip hard last night. Yep. You know. Yeah. A lot of people having some fun last night. I saw uh, Marcus Freeman said he was giving his team a bed check at 845 uh, last <laughs> night <laughs> to make sure. And I guess they were staying way <laughs> off of the strip. I think they were staying in, in Lake Las Vegas or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't want any temptations. You know, nah, man, I keep that game. team way far from yeah. it all. And then, of course, and BYU's it, not going out anyway. They're, you know, they're nah. going to be you know, in bed by 5 o'clock and not drinking any alcohol or caffeine, so they'll be fine. Yes, 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 but those no, but the Notre Dame fans, forget about it. Oh yeah, they'll be totally uh, on a different level. Yeah, might not I mean, matter. They're... I know. I think Notre Dame is favored by four or five. I kind of like BYU in this one, to be honest. I just don't know how Notre Dame offensively can keep up with them. I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I think they, I think BYU wins the game outright. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I with think you. the same thing. I just don't think that they could score. And, and you know BYU's going to score. Yes, they're going to score some points. That quarterback is good. I, well, I can't believe you said that because yeah, I felt Jaylen the Hall same way. Yeah, I felt the, I felt the same thing. I'm like, I like I like BYU in the game. Yep. All right, we'll uh, come back. The fellas will go to hit the NFL coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Players. Yeah, like I, I get, I get that. Like with the video out, it's definitely like they just can't sweep it under the rug anymore. So in that regard, whoever leaked it out, definitely it's it it hurts the Warriors' stance. But at the same time, it's just part of a larger problem where it's like rather than cleaning up your own building with what's going on with Draymond and Jordan Poole over here, the Warriors are more upset about trying to figure out who broke rank, and that's just what rankles me 
when I when I hear about this story. It's like you 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 have a legitimate problem over here, and you're busy trying to chase whoever put this video out there. I know. I just thought that was a week of old. Get out. Come on, man. Like it just it just makes you look even worse too. To go it after does. the whistleblower. Yeah, the fact that they're doing we want to do a thorough investigation if we let the video we're like, how about you have a, a long talking to about Draymond Green and focus more on that? I'm not saying that it's not a decently big deal that somebody broke rank and let this go public. You, you can address that part, too, and say, look, the video should have been public, but that's a footnote to what actually happened in practice. Well, that's the, that, that's exactly, the way you address it. Exactly. That is exactly what, how you do it. That's, that's what uh, you're right, what a footnote is. Like, you know, it's like, oh, by the way, yeah, we're going to figure That's not the story. You don't try to turn that into the story because people aren't stupid. Right. People go, no, 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 no. Try, stop trying to do that. You're, what you're trying to do is you're trying to dangle this over here mm-hmm. so I'm not looking at it. And we're not stupid. So right. knock it off. Yeah. They they have to come down hard on Draymond Green here. I have to believe. I got to believe. I'm with you, man. I, I just I can't believe it, actually. You know, I can, but. <laughs> yeah. To, you know, this but, is just, I mean, on top of everything for, for Draymond, too, like. Spending all last, and I'm not saying these are all tied together, but the public perception is like you tie this all together, the podcast and all the jawing off there that he did all last year, and you turn around to this year and he's just kidding people too on top of it. It's just, he's not a character that anyone is really going to go to bat for anymore. No. There's nobody, he's got no real allies in the media over any of this. Well, I mean, you know, how could you, right? You know. Well, when seriously. he thinks he's better than the media because he has a podcast, so he he feels I am my own media now. So I'll forget you guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll yeah. see how well that that pl- platform helps you as you try to explain why you really needed to sucker punch Jordan Poole over something petty. And it was it was all petty. It was nonsense. I, I'm I'm with you. All right, let, let's uh, turn our attention to the NFL and Sunday. And let's look at another London game. I, I, I love these games, man. The, the London game is the greatest, especially and they, they have to start at 930 Eastern, 630 Pacific, because you, you got to have the whole full thing. Did you guys watch? Did you guys were you guys able to watch the early game last week? Yeah, I was actually here for the first half uh, of the uh, of the early game uh, sitting uh, at the anchor desk. And then so and went home and watched uh, a bit of the fourth quarter. So I, I watched uh, quite a bit of uh uh, of last week's game, yeah, I watched a little bit of the first quarter, but then I'm usually like driving home off my shift and catching a nap just to be ready for coverage later in the day. So I I did not right. see too much of it. By the yeah, way, boy. I saw a stat. You realize this is the first time that both teams have been over 500 playing a game in London. Really? Hey, we're we talk about the the crap games we send over there. And by the way, going into the season, we all thought the Giants would be terrible. And by the way, I still think they will be. <laughs> but we have I a, agree. both teams coming in at three and one. First time in however long, what's it been? Fourteen years, however long we've been doing this London series, that both teams have been over five hundred. Wow, that's amazing. It really is, and it's going to be fun because you know the Packers after last week. Yeah. And the scare that they had against New England having to go to overtime, you, you got to believe that the Packers are going to have – like this is to me the open a can on the Giants. It because better be. somehow – right? Like somehow the Giants, I don't get – like the Bears stink. So they beat the Bears. They play Dallas okay. They squeak one out against Carolina. 
They squeak one out against Tennessee. And to your point, three and one, I go, they're a paper tiger. Yeah, you know what? You know what this is? You know, we, we criticize uh, Paul, not Paul Hackett, his son, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, with Denver and his lack of coaching, I think Brian Dayball has done a great job coaching around the deficiencies of uh, Dude, of, of Daniel Jones and just putting him in a great coach, Dayball. Yeah, putting he him is. in a position to win, knowing that they have issues on uh-huh. their roster. Uh huh. He is a great coach. That dude. That dude's a home run hire. You agree? Like, I agree. There's certain guys you went, and I remember thinking, you know what? When when Dable didn't go anywhere the year before, because remember. They come on the scene, and he's got picking a litter, and he comes back to Buffalo for the for last year. Right, and then he got he takes the Giants. I remember thinking, you know what? They're finally going to get it right because they had some bad coaches. And oh, Dable, Joe Judge, uh, horrible, right? I mean, really bad, tragic they, coaches. They just had Ben McAdoo. Oh, maybe even ben worse, McAdoo. which is hard to do. <laughs> but they just have to get that quarterback position squared away. I think they know that Daniel Jones isn't the guy, and this is just kind of a get-by year when it comes to that. So, right. it's, it's Dable's first year. you yeah. got to come in, assess the program, and then figure out where you're at. But, I mean, there's a dearth of talent at quarterback. There's a dearth of talent at, or at least production at wide receiver. I think they have talent at receiver. The guys they've paid just aren't paying off. Uh, so he, he knows he has a, a bit of a roster issue, and he's doing the best he can with what he has to work with. And so far, is doing pretty well. Even if they win like five or six games this year, you know, it's the process and how the team looks as they develop throughout the year, more or less than wins and losses it's, for the Giants. I it's, agree. It's it's still night and day versus where they were, where they hadn't been above five hundred since in in years. Like, and I think the big thing for him too is what he's getting out of Saquon Barkley right now. Part oh. of that is a combination of Saquon staying healthy and some of what he's doing with the offensive line. But that's that that point right there on Saquon is also why I'm not thinking the Green Bay Packers are just going to run them off the field. Green Bay's rushing if uh rush defense is not great. I think Football Outsiders ranks them like 28th in their in their rush in their rush defense efficiency. Like so the the Giants can absolutely get some yards on them on the ground. They can. And, and I, make this a respectable game. I wouldn't discount, you know, you talk about Dayball and the way that he's coached him up and coaching the running game and Saquon having a resurgent year. You know, find a way to keep them competitive in this game and potentially steal it. It would not surprise me. And by the way, Dayball. Yeah, was, I know, would surprise. I, 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 I'm with you guys with Dayball. I love him. But I'll be honest with you, I would be surprised. And I, first of all, I can't look at four games as the, that's going to tell me the story of the Packers' rush defense, I think that's ridiculous. no, but it's what we have. And to by work the way, they, right now, and yeah, but, that, like, but but that's but that's you, you don't work with that because that's the skewed numbers. I mean, you know, they played Fournette well, Green Bay's defense. So that that was their last the the last premier back that they faced was him. I just think it's a bad matchup for Green Bay on that I, side of the ball. Like, yeah, I disagree I mean, with that notion. I mean, they gave up 170 yards rushing to New England last week too. So it's not like, I mean, it has been. Look, and nobody rolled Green Bay harder in the offseason than me. All the other defense will be spectacular. So far, they've been okay. They've not been spectacular. And we know one thing that the Giants can do and have well, done is at least run the ball well, solidly well this year. So if the power, the strength of the Giants is running the ball and the weakness so far of Green Bay has been stopping the run, I, there is an avenue there for the Giants to at the very least stay in the game. 
is, is yeah, our point. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't say it. And look at the end. And like, by the way, it. Green Bay's offense hadn't done a whole lot either. So well, it's not that, like that to me is more of an of an argument. I, I just look at that Giants defense, that Giants offense, and I think that Giants offense isn't very good. I, I you know, I mean, what they let's look at it. They put up twenty against Chicago. They put up sixteen against Dallas. They put up nineteen against Carolina. I mean, it's a pretty pedestrian offense. So I just think the ma- and I d- and I do think Green Bay is going to score. So you know, I, I we'll see. I, you know, it's 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 an argument. I, I just don't believe in stats telling the story in four games. Like I just think things evolve. Yeah, I mean, I would also say that Green Bay's offense has not necessarily lit it up at times either this year, too. Well, you just got Lazar back last two weeks. Yeah. Right. So you're still, still and he's got to work his way through his rookies. Like I like Romeo. I think Romeo, Romeo. I I remember when the, we talked the truth when we talked fantasy before the season started. And I was touting Romeo Dobbs, and you were like, "Ah, eh, we'll see." And yeah. I was like, "I said this kid is going to be a player by the end of the you, season." You, you watch, nailed him, it, and he's already making plays now. So I look, I similar. Uh, I, I said this with Denver. I don't think they're going to turn it around. I thought they'd start slow and improve. I thought Green Bay because of the receiver flux. We'll probably start slow offensively and, and kind of ramp it up as we get deeper into the season, and I still think that's going to be the case. I thought they'd have to be carried by their defense early on, and to some, in some senses they have been. Uh, so I'm not saying, like, woe is the Packers, and I expect them to win. I'm just saying I would not be surprised if the game was competitive. I don't know if, if I would say coming into this game I expect the Packers to win, you know, 41 right, So So it, it's eight. You're you taking the Giants plus the points? That early, that side of a touchdown, I'm absolutely taking the Giants plus the points. So you got Saquon the Saquon Barkley leads right. the NFL in rushing yards. Okay. I'll, I'll take Green Bay. I'll give you the eight. And we'll go double or nothing on the Detroit pizza. I like it. See, if it was me, Ant, if it was 10, then I take. Then I would take, I would, uh, take uh, Green Bay. Yeah. I still like eight as a number. Just in general, well, it's a football too. number. So, so I mean, so it's over seven. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So it's still a one-score game. If we're talking two possessions, you know, if it was a two-possession game, then maybe a, a two-possession a, a favorite mm-hmm. for Green Bay. Maybe I'd take the Giants, but still being a one-possession game, then yeah. All right, you, you got me. Give it to the pack. We'll do because this is the fellas do. We are we debate. We got to do this. So, uh, Psycho Chris, you what's the name of that pizza? The pizza joint you're supposed what, to say. Buddies. Yeah. Buddies. So you owe me a buddies. Okay. So I'll give you the Giants plus the eight, double or nothing. All right? If All right. The, uh, if, the, if the Packers cover, then you got you got to get me two buddies. All right. We'll see about that. <laughs> can probably make that work. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I look at it like this. See, in my household, one pizza is not enough. No, I know. You got to feed all those guys as they're going for sports. I got got animals. Exactly. Right? Like, you know, seriously. My my, my 12 year old, it was 9 30. So we had a baseball game last night. I suppose hungry, right? So now I know Anthony ate all day because he only had was a walkthrough last night. Mm -hmm. But it's 9 30. I'm on my way uh, and I stopped. I got, and I knew he was going to be looking looking to, to graze. So I stopped. Moscow yeah. wanted a pizza. He's the old grizzly bear going into the fridge at midnight, you know, looking for a snack. Exactly. Breaking into so the cabin. <laughs> I, I bought. I got two pizzas. All right. Right, because I knew that the, the older one would be grazing. So sure enough, the phone rings, 
And it's like, well, where do we got to eat? And I go, I got your pizza. And he went, oh, you're, you know, I minute I walk in and he just attacked it and why it was gone. <laughs> yeah. He ate the whole pizza, me and Mosmo. Well, Mosmo ate most of it. I had a daddy got, I got to take two slices last night. Which is oh, it's nice that they saved you two slices. That's, that's right. very nice of them. And, they, and, they, and they, yeah, the other animals, they, yeah. well, the, the big one, they eat it all. Yeah. It's like imagine so, you, you walk into the door with two boxes of pizza, and it's like the cartoon. A, pl- a plume of smoke just cut, takes you over. And exactly. You, and it disappears, and you're standing there with an empty box in your hand, and that's it. Yes, and they get nothing. Yeah. The crust. Right. Like every once in a while, the half-eaten crusts, <laughs> they'll fling at me. So that's what I mean, Chris. I, so I need two buddies. So all right. Two buddies is... Is better than than one buddy, so we'll no. see. Yeah, if, just, if it's just on a primordial level, yes. If it's two buddies, then Ant might get one slice. So exactly, you know, he knows he's done. If he's if it's only if, one. If Uncle Psycho Chris sends over a a, a pie. Yeah, I, I don't even get a chance to eat it. The Detroit pizza. All right. <laughs> I'm still wondering why your uh, son's playing baseball in October in Philly. What, what's he? What's his travel? Yeah, yeah, he plays fall ball. Hitting dingers. He played, well, not last night. <laughs> <laughs> can't, oh, bat a thou- can't bat a thousand every oh, night there, Ant. You know? oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, I'm like Marinovich. <laughs> you know, it was funny. He he. It was like he walk. He had two walks. All right. And he yeah, but I go good night. Yeah. I go, dude. You're supposed to be a you're supposed to be power hitter, dude. What are you doing? To, what, what, don't be. Here was one pitch, and like it was a th- it was a three kid throws him a three one cookie, mm. and he takes it. Mm. He went up walking, but I go, dude, three one cookie. You got to be hacking, right? Maybe this comes from the Scott Hatterberg school. Just uh, walk my way into the major leagues. Maybe no, that's yeah, yeah, no, he ain't walking nowhere. You better be hacking. Yeah, walk yourself to the batting cages and start hitting some dingers. Yeah. And you know, yeah. And uh, Chris is looking at Gold Belly right now. Just letting you know. Is he really? I swear. I love it. I love it. I was just oh, seeing what the minimum on pizzas are because I figure even if you do win this, I'm gonna have to throw some extras in anyway. Yeah, nah. You've moved, you you've moved you with the plight. Of you not getting a slice, <laughs> you guys someday will know that will know the plight, and I I hope that you guys know the same thing when you have children. Yep, you know that's what it is. Uh, we got a doubleheader today. We have two games today, tournament today, and then a football game today. Wow! So we we have a three games today, then tomorrow they got a couple games, and Monday and Tuesday. And I got to figure out, I got to watch Phillies, I got all the college football, and tomorrow all the NFL. It's a lot. Looks yeah. like you're not going to sleep. Yeah. No. No, it's the greatest thing in the world. Though. I love it. I love every second of it, man. It's the greatest. Because listen, when you watch the kids play, and you're you're in, and then you got to watch your team, it's the, it's, it's, I love, I love sports. I, I think about it every day. I go, I just love it. It's the greatest thing in the world. Are you the crazy dad or are you the cool dad on the sidelines? Like, are you going, are you, are you loud or are you quiet? No, I'm quiet. I don't say it in two words. You just let him do his thing? Yeah. Now, the only thing I do is, like, I'll whisper in his ear some stuff. Oh, you got like, it. You got it. You, got uh, you know, I do. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, like, hey. You better swing at the next pitch or you ain't getting no pizza tonight. <laughs> stuff like that? Is that what you're whispering? Well, you better stop yeah. all these GD walks now. Come on now. Yeah. 
there was a, there was something I didn't like was going on, right? And I whispered in his ear. I go, listen. I go, dude. I said, I want. This was the other day. I, I said, listen to me. I want you to hit the bleep out of the ball. I I want you to stick it right up there. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> And he looked at me, and he gives me the smile and the wink. He loves it. Nice. Like, you know, That's great. You know. And then, of course, he rats me out. And I'm like, <laughs> Dad, my, mommy, daddy cursed. Daddy cursed. And then he's like, daddy, can I say it? And I go, no, no you, you can't, can't say that. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You should have been like, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. It must be those rap songs he was listening to. I don't tell him speak like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. We got to take a quick T.O. Is that right? Yes. Are we very late? We are very late. We Forgive us. We're, it's always fun because we're uh, talking about this stuff. We'll come back and get back to the NFL next and go through all the storylines, the plot lines with the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's funny. I don't me know anything Ethan, about Hold on. Me and Ethan were just taking bets in here whether you'd mention this as soon as we came back or not. Yeah, you know. I'm glad I you are because Figgy yeah. needs to know about this. Well, what I do is, you know, I always I always give us something either in or out that's a little off, a little different, right? Like, you know. And so the the Chris Figgy was telling me about Gold Belly. Did you know Gold Belly? I didn't know this. Knew nothing of it. No. So Gold Belly allows you to ship food across the country. So that's where he went to Buddy's, which is the Detroit pizza. Mm -hmm. So I went automatically. So I'm like, what is this Gold Belly? So I start, and there's there's a whole section. There's every kind of food imaginable, but there's a pizza section. And it's some of the great pizza joints around the country. So this is and, almost like a interstate DoorDash. It's like, kind it's of, like a butcher exactly. box, but for pizza. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, it's fabulous. And I'm looking at it, and I go, are you kidding me? This is awesome. Wow. Brooklyn pizza. Here's something I've never heard of. Buffalo-style pepperoni pizza. I don't know what that is. Picasso's pizza in Buffalo. Somebody's got to tell me what that's about. Hmm. Do you know this one? There's an L.A. one. It's called Prince Street Pizza. Prince Street. I cannot yeah. say that I do. Spicy Spring Pizza. It looks spring? Good. Yeah. Yep. Huh. It, it, I, spicy if they, if they Spring, got, they call it. If they ain't got delicious pizza on there, like that's, that's the one pizza place. But it's called Pinch Street. Prince Street. Like Prince. 
Yeah. No, the name of my place I was thinking of is literally just called Delicious Pizza here in L.A. So It's not, uh, really? it's not just pizzas either. If you want to send a cheesesteak to anybody Aunt, as a gift... You know, I saw. Okay, so I was looking. They have iconic sandwiches. That's where it's. It's where it's at. Yeah, like you can send a Gino steak, Jim steak. Yeah, no gems. You know, it's oh gems. Look at this. Yeah. You, you know what? That got shut down. You know that they were in a. It was a fire. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah, awful. there was a fire. Jim steak's a tasty steak, man. That's a good cheese steak. One of the best. Yeah. Look at this. This is awesome. This. uh this gold belly. This is you can get Cuban sandwiches from Miami. Hmm. Shaq's big chicken. You could get Shaq chicken. Do you see that? Well, there was a Shaq uh, chicken place in downtown LA. I think it's uh, been recently revamped. It, just, it 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 was good, but a little overpriced and really not that special. Was it really? At least in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, this is expensive. The Shack yeah, Big Chicken Feast yeah. for twelve people. These are chicken sandwiches. Yeah, one hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, that's a that's a that's kind of pretty. Hot, it's dude. pretty steep for kind of standard run of the mill chicken, in, in my opinion. Wow, the Italian beef and from Chicago, the New York hot dog. That's pretty good. Joe steaks. I don't even ever heard of Joe's. Philadelphia, Joe Steaks. I'm going to get way too hungry for 4.30 in the morning. Right. What the hell is Joe Steaks? I've never even heard of Joe. Iconic Joe Steaks. I'm thinking of myself. Be that iconic if you hadn't heard of him, right? Everybody's Since, coming. I never heard of a Joe Steaks. Everybody's coming out of the name in Philly now. Yeah. Since its founding in 1949, Joe Steaks has become a Philly cheesesteak institution. Come on, man. Sounds like That's a Mandela effect. That's that's for that's for gazy. Hopefully Joe Stakes doesn't hear us. Yeah. Well, well you listen. Come on, man. I never even heard of Joe. I live here, man. I know every cheesesteak joint. Believe me, I advertise. I must do I must my commercial reads are all food. You can well imagine. <laughs> As that. it should be. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, we digress. Let's get back to football, which we cannot wait. Which is the greatest. We got a whole big college slate and then an NFL slate tomorrow. Fig, hit us with some trending. And then uh, I got some uh, the stocks to, if you're going to buy or not. Okay. Well, I'll start with some, some Major League Baseball. How about that? We have uh, four game ones on the wild card playoff spate, uh, slate, I should say, on Friday. And it capped off by the Padres, notching a big 7-1 to victory over the Mets in New York. They actually That's roughed the up greatest. Max Scherzer, seven earned runs, four home runs <laughs> after the Mets' ace. <laughs> yes. The, this, uh, they are the king jokes, aren't they, the yeah. Mets? I was going to say, let's, oh, let's go live to the podium to hear Max Scherzer and yeah. uh, how, how he <laughs> – Thank you. The gurgling that, live from from Queens. That sound courtesy of MLB Network. You uh, <laughs> uh, Darvish, by the way, spectacular for the Padres on the mound, giving up just one run in seven innings of work while striking out four. So the season is on the line for the Mets later today. They will have a, it's a dueling battle between two former Cy Young winners, Blake Snell for the Padres. Jacob DeGrom will get the start for New York. Seattle took game one over Toronto for nothing. Cal Raleigh, a two-run home run off of Blue Jays starter Alec Manoa. Luis Castillo. 
Castillo. Five strikeouts in seven innings there for Seattle. Philly scoring six runs in the ninth. Speaking of choke jobs <laughs> for the Cardinals. Oh, that was awesome. Up 2 nothing going into the ninth. Philly scoring all six of their runs in the top of the ninth inning. Coming back to notch a 6-3 victory. And in Cleveland, they defeat Tampa 2-1. NFL news, the Saints will start Andy Dalton at quarterback for the second consecutive week. Michael Thomas, their star receiver, will miss his second straight game as they take on Seattle. Bailey Zappi likely to get the starter under center for the Patriots against Detroit as Mac Jones was listed as doubtful. Chargers receiver Keenan Allen out yet again for the fourth consecutive week. He will not play against Cleveland as he continues to nurse a hamstring injury. In college football, Colorado State picking up its first victory of the season after a 17-14 victory over Nevada. San Jose State all over UNLV 40-7. Houston scored, outscored Memphis 26-12 in the fourth quarter to come back and notch a 33-32 victory wow, over Wow, they won Memphis. that game, man. They that was sure amazing. Did. Yeah. Sure did. Back to, the, back to the fellas. Oh, thank you, Fig. We are the fellas. As uh, we love our uh, Fox football Saturdays. And, of course, we come to you live because it's always great from the fabulous TireRack.com studios, the way tire buying should be. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's do a little uh, stock, NFL stocks and see where we're at. Uh, let's look at first Kenny Pickett. Are you guys buying some Kenny Pickett? The fur he makes his first start on Sunday against the Bills. Are you buying Pickett stock, Fake? This week, absolutely not. <laughs> this is probably the toughest week for you to yeah. make your debut or your starting debut. Uh, in Buffalo against that defense. I know they're banged up and missing some players, but still having to try to keep up with that Buffalo offense, which you're not going to be able to do because they're going to light up a Pittsburgh defense that's also hurting. So uh, uh, buying stock in him in the future, potentially. He has the physical measurables. We'll see what he does. But this particular week against Buffalo, it's going to be pretty ugly. And I think Pittsburgh is like a 14-and-a-half point dog or something like that. Yeah, It's pretty steep, and rightfully so. I... uh... I, I wish I could buy stock at the price it's going to be next week for just that reason. Because like I believe okay, so in it. Wait. It's smart. Listen, no, I like you, I, yeah. I believe in it and in, in the sense that it's not even that I think Kenny Pick is just gonna come out and immediately light the NFL on fire, but it's not hard to be better than what we've seen so far out of the year with Mitch Trubisky and from everything every report I've heard from Pittsburgh, it just seems like this is a guy who already the locker room wants to rally around and He's got a command of the offense, and it's what the future is going to be. So, like, I want him, but I also agree that this is a thorny week. And, like, look, let's not bury it, too. His He's going to take some time to get used to the NFL. He came out in the middle of that last game and threw several interceptions. Like, it's – NFL speed takes time for some of these guys. But I, I, I do feel like the stock can only – it's, it's going to have a couple bumps off, off the road, but then it's going to go up. I'll give you uh, a guy that I'm buying. See if you agree with this. I'm buying some George Pickens. I think I think Pickett already showed him last week that he like he's got a connection with Pickens, and I think Pickens is a stud. No, he's great, and I think people have just though that's the connection. I think everyone has just been waiting for just those two guys. It was a glimpse of what could be the future for this Steelers offense, and. You just hope to get that connection because obviously Pickens wasn't getting that connection with the previous quarterback. 
and he just wanted to see the ball come his way a little bit more. And I think we'll, you know, with Pickett, we'll probably get that. And Pickens himself is just, just electric out there. Yeah, two young guys that can potentially grow together. I'm all for it. But again, yep. to Chris's point, I'll start that next week. All right. <laughs> I'm that's selling fair. It. I'm selling this week for sure. All right. That's fair, fair, fair. All right. Let me ask you guys this. Chargers. Now, last week, that line, that Texans line, was really low. And people started to wonder, huh, is this a little trap here? And then the Chargers go out and they win. No, they almost choked it away. Right. But they, they, the game was never really in peril. So two and two, Fig. Now, you do have some injury issues, right? We talk about Keenan Allen, the whole thing. Uh, what are, you, are you buying Chargers? Are you worried about Chargers? They've been banged up. Right, you, you talk I, about you know all their all those injuries that they've suffered, and the problem is they've suffered injuries to really important players. Your Pro Bowl center Corey Lindsley's been banged up. Joey Bosa's yeah. out for at least eight weeks. Yeah, Keenan Allen, to your point, has been out. Is going to miss this game too. Four straight games, he's he's been uh, out of the lineup. Uh, haven't been able to run the ball effectively. Austin Eckler's first breakout game was really just last weekend against it's Houston. A bad defense. And against a, a bad defense, a bad uh, rush defense. And even that was just a, a picked up on a couple of big carries. It's not like he consistently yeah. grinded them out. So I'm still I still like the Chargers because they have an elite quarterback. And you have an elite quarterback, I think you're you're always going to be in it, even if he is banged up. So I still like them, but I think the arrow is. Uh, it, more in neutral than pointing down or up when usually at this point in time I would say you think they'd be improving and pointing upward it's still kind of a wait and see for me with the Chargers because they have a lot of important pieces that are out but because they have a a quality quarterback I'm not ready to sell on them quite yet all right uh so Chris would you buy or sell Charger stock Mm, I guess I'm gonna stay pat I just it's it's hard to read this team right now. Just this early in the See, season. See, let, let me. I'll throw this at you okay. guys because when it comes to the Chargers, I'm, I'm going to buy in hopes for November, December. Right. Yeah. Because I still think that they they should be a team. They're they're going to listen. They're going to be in it to be a wild card. So I got to believe that at some point that that they could come together. So I, I'll buy the stock now at a lower price in hopes that I got dividends coming later in the winter. Yeah, this is one of those where it's like I want to short them for a week and then come back around because like they're it's a West team going east playing the Browns here coming up. And like Are you like Cleveland to win a game? Not really, but I just they're just not going to look great out there. Similar to the uh, talking Packers Giants, the one of the weaknesses of the Chargers, they give up a lot of explosive runs, and Nick Chubb is uh, one of the better running backs in the NFL. So yeah, not it, far behind Saquon Barkley. Correct, total yards. So uh, it, without a doubt, this is one of those where you can. I don't know what the line is on this game. I'm imagining three and the, a half, or two and a half, and I imagine the Chargers are favored, right? So yes, two yeah. and a half Chargers. Yeah, so I can I can see the the Browns potentially covering the spread on that just based on that fact. All right, let's keep going. Let me ask you this. Let's go and would you would you buy Viking stock? Now Minnesota, you know, was able to eke one out and that was a dicey game. I thought that they were about to roll in England and uh the Saints just kept coming back, coming back, coming back. It was a wild finish. 
I mean, but you're a field the, goal away from losing it. I know. And that's, you know, no Camara, right? Yeah. That's no Michael Thomas. It's the Red Rocket playing. They had to get I, a close game against the Lions, too. That, again, part of that relied on Dan Campbell deciding to kick a way long yeah. field goal, too. Yeah. I So I, I'm curious. I, now they're three and one. But how good are the Vikings? I have not been impressed. I thought the offense would be a little bit more explosive than it has been. They got off to a great start against the Packers, and they've been mostly kind of just pedestrian for what my expectations were of them coming into the year. So I'm probably selling. Now, granted, I'll say this. My expectations weren't extremely high to begin with for them. I thought there would be a team that would be involved in a lot of shootouts. I guess I could say their defense has performed at least a little bit better than I thought they performed, but the offense has performed a little bit worse than I thought they performed. I hold the thought because I'm curious about the NFC North. We'll finish that and continue with our NFL foray around the NFL. We are the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, fellas. Hanging out on a fabulous Fox football Saturday, baby. I guys, real quick, because we, we talked about the Chargers and the Vikings, and, and it's really interesting because both divisions. Now, I thought the West was going to be incredible. We all did, right? I mean, we were saying the best division in the history of the sport. I I I still can't believe where it went wrong. I think it's I think it's just a larger problem of we do it every year. We're just expecting someone to sneak up on the Chiefs, and nobody's going to sneak up on the Chiefs. Like they're just they're just yeah. too good for that. I think we just like look. All these teams definitely made major improvements, and I they made big signings, being Devonte Adams for the Raiders or or Russell Wilson for the for the Broncos. Like all of these teams made tremendous signings they made vast improvements it's just it just on field hasn't really reflected that whereas the Chiefs remain the Chiefs and the Chiefs in spite of losing points I mean pieces excuse me they're still winning all these ball games yeah the Chiefs it's still the status quo the Chiefs Chris the one team that really didn't add a major like big name in the offseason they lost lost Juju Smith-Schuster to replace Tyreek Hill and Juju has had a down couple of years after having that spectacular season a few years ago as the number two receiver but he wasn't really that big of a number one in Pittsburgh and now they lose Tyreek Hill who's still tearing it up when he's uh, down in Miami and they lose their biggest offensive weapon and they don't for the most part they don't miss a beat and it's the other teams that are struggling with their injuries or consistency or coaching or blowing games or whatever you want to call it for the other three teams in the division. Hey, not for nothing, right? Andy's a great coach. He is. I can't be discounted. I mean, you saw him in the red zone last week. Yeah. Last Sunday night. Because, you know, I loved Kansas City last of course. week. I kept telling you. Uh, the, the play calling in the red zone. I mean, how about the one where he's got Noah Gray, your backup tight end, in motion, and he stops behind center. Mahomes does like a like a fake snap. Gray gets the direct snap, and they get in. I mean, that's that's such great stuff that Andy does it week in week out. Did you see commercial too, where he's on the plane? Commercial on the plane. I can't say that I have no. So a- Andy, first one I saw Thursday night. First time I saw Andy Reid commercial. 
And he's good at it. He's like drawing mustaches on people. <laughs> Do you know and, what the and, ad is for? And, and he's funny. What the product is? It was, yes, it was uh, State Farm. Okay. He makes a, an appearance in the Mahomes commercial. Ah, gotcha. It's, Chris, did you say it? I don't think I've seen this commercial. Ah. It, yo, hey, how about you? I didn't see it. I got Nobody it. saw it. Uh, Andy was a great actor. I was like fired up for him, man. Well, you know, I mean, you know Andy extremely I well. Love him. He's, he's a guy a that, is, as quiet as he is in a calm demeanor, he's like he's very funny and charismatic in his own way. So it doesn't surprise me that he will be good at something like that. He doesn't show it or come off that way naturally, but for you have a conversation with him, get to know him a little bit. He's actually a pretty charismatic guy. You're you're very intuitive, yeah, Figgy. You are. You're very intuitive. He is. That's exactly what it was. So years and years ago, it was like early 2000s, like when he first came to Philly in 99, and uh, I did. I was working on a book deal, and he once did the Fat Boys <laughs> imitation beatbox. I love it. It was awesome, <laughs> fellas, on Fox. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Manny Machado hit one of four home runs off of New York Mets ace Max Scherzer on Friday night as San Diego would take game one of their best of three wild card series by the score of 7-1. to one. As for the other three game ones on Friday, Seattle won its first playoff game in over 20 years as they shut out Toronto 4 nothing behind seven and a third shutout innings from Luis Castillo. The Phillies rallied for a 6-3 to three victory over St. Louis, this after trailing 2 nothing entering the ninth inning. Shane Bieber outdueled Shane McClellahan as Cleveland beat Tampa Bay 2-1. In NFL news, the Chargers will be without receiver Keenan Allen for the fourth straight week as he continues to nurse a hamstring injury. Lions running back DeAndre Swift out for their game against New England with shoulder and ankle injuries. In college football, Colorado State made a field goal as time expired to pick up a 17-14 win over Nevada. Nebraska beat Rutgers 14-13, wins for Houston and San Jose State. I'm Kevin Figures. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's 8 a.m. in the East, 5 a.m. in the West, and it is an incredible Fox football Saturday with the fellas. I'm Anthony Gargano. We got Figgy and Psycho Chris and uh, E producing. And don't forget, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios TireRack.com. We're going to help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast-free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, let's uh, continue 
our deal. So we uh, we were going to go through the rest of our quick NFL. We got uh, back to college. We got a full slate, four more games as the wild card continues Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if necessary. MLB wild card weekend. Figgy, first of all, do you like the wild card format? I like it better than what it used to be. Uh, yes. for for one game. So if you were going to do a short series, I'm generally, you know how I feel about playoff expansion as a general rule, I'm not a fan of it because I think it diminishes the regular season. But if you were going to do it and have a quasi sudden death, I like this format. Give the higher seed the potential of having three home games and don't let it come down to just one game. Make it, a team have to win at least two. So it's better than what we had. I'll put it that way. I agree with that. Uh, I would like to see five, but whatever. I get it. I wouldn't be opposed to five. Sure. Yeah. I, I also, I know it's the way the schedule worked out, but I don't like doing it over the weekend when you're going up against uh, college football in the NFL. Yeah. Well, you, you almost rather would end. Now, I will say this, and I wonder if the the short lockout had anything to do with it uh, because the regular season ended yes. on Wednesday and with I, and the that's four why I slate that up. day yeah. games. Yeah, so it t- traditionally the regular sin- season would end on a Sunday with, uh, with the slate of day games. So maybe the playoffs would have started on Tuesday or Wednesday. So that's probably just a just a you know a result of the of the lockout as to why it just shaped up that way. Yeah, I, it's a shame because I actually thought you know I love I don't know you guys I love uh, midweek or like you know day, during the week. Uh, baseball playoffs. I agree. Yeah, it's almost, it has like a uh, NCAA tournament feel. Yes, you know, even like dealing with the shadows. Yeah, always good to have them on, and especially around here in LA, I've noticed, uh, especially wherever I've been, people definitely cannot work during a Dodgers game. Ah, uh, it's the best. The it yeah. is. It, it really is the best. Uh, let me throw a couple quick NFLs. Let's get back some of the NFL storylines for Sunday, and then uh, we'll get back to the whole breakdown. So uh, Atlanta and Tampa, and I, I, I wanted to throw this at you. I, I You know, we loved Kansas City last week, and, and uh, the one byproduct of that game is I did think with Brady having his weapons back, Godwin was back, obviously Evans after the suspension was back, that Brady looked a lot more comfortable, yeah, and he wasn't as under as much duress. And again, it gets a good attacking Kansas City defense. Uh, I I think I think Brady's going to have a monster this week. I still I feel like he was still under quite a bit of duress and actually played around it and through it and played well. Like yeah, for him to yeah. admit has to have a bad finger to have a bad shoulder. To throw for, what, 380-something yards, a couple of touchdowns. He got hit a few times and got right back up. I mean, kudos to him at 45 to play the way that he's playing. It's it's pretty spectacular. Um, But, yeah, and and as valiant of an effort as Atlanta has put up this season, they've played much better than I thought they would. They've really hung in there. Uh, I think that uh, Tampa Bay offensively just overwhelms them. You know, they've been they've been decent enough to be able to move the ball and be creative enough. And Mariota's been okay, but nothing spectacular. You don't have Kyle Pitts. That's going to hurt you. So, yeah, I, I would be surprised if Tampa Bay didn't roll. So, I, it just brings me back to uh, – this brings me to something that I think is interesting, which is the powers of the NFC. So, we saw the Rams on display against San Francisco, and you went, okay, well – you know, the Rams are, are really good, but they do need 
to help. They need help on that offensive line, particularly the interior. Yeah. And the other issue is, I, I and you maybe you could shed some light on this for me, Figgy, but I expected more out of Allen Robinson. Yeah, you're right. So I always defer to uh, my uh, my coworker who show I work on, Rodney Pete, who played for the, in the NFL for 16 years, who's watched a little film and talked about Allen Robinson and his role with the Rams, and he thinks that Robinson's thinking too much. He's in a new system. He's trying to fit okay. in. He knows that Cup is the guy, and instead of just going out there and playing, he's trying to learn the route tree and, and make sure he make, makes every single play correctly as opposed to just going out there and playing. And he thinks that some of the onus falls on potentially the coaching staff to design some plays specifically for him to get him going, to get him comfortable and involved in the game plan. And so that he believes that's the biggest issue as to Rob, why Robinson hasn't really produced. And, and getting caught up in your own head, you start pressing. And obviously when you do that, then you're, you know, that's going to affect your performance as well. So the, the, the solution for Allen Robinson is getting some easy throws, getting him worked within the offense, and just to get him to play calm and, be, and play fast out there as opposed to thinking all the time. That's, that's what he believes is the issue with Allen Robinson. Yeah, it I, I makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. you think that they're going to be the market for Beckham? I believe so. I mean, he yeah. made a great impression in that locker room. The funny thing is Odell Beckham is pretty much liking every tweet from every player that says, come join us. So he kind of he's kind of enjoying being courted right now. Yeah. Which, hey, yeah. by all means, he's a free agent. He has the right to do that. So, yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, as much as they could use Odell Beckham and he would definitely help, he ain't blocking anybody. <laughs> so, no, and, and ultimately, that's their biggest issue yeah. is getting time for Stafford and – you know, and open up holes in the run game. You know, they couldn't run it at all. San Francisco's got a great run defense, as we all know. Right. But, you know, I mean, you're stuck in third and seven. Stafford didn't have a shot. No, he's a statue back there, and he's a statue behind an offensive line that's just, you know, ravaged by injuries, one. And quite honestly, there were question marks about it coming into the season anyway. Andrew Whitworth retired. You lost another to free agency. So you were kind of patching this thing together as it was. They drafted a kid in the third round who was supposed to start. They got injured for the season in training camp. So it was already a Patrick offensive line, and now those guys have ended up getting hurt out, hurt up front. It's, it's tough sledding. I mean, San Francisco, outside of the NFC Championship game, has had the Rams' number anyway. So right. I don't even know, you know, even if the Rams were fully whole – it wouldn't be a surprise that the San Francisco and with Jimmy Garoppolo under center would give them problems because they always have. Uh, but it's surprising that on a week in week out basis so far this season, the Rams have just constantly had issues, you know, up front. And it's not going to get any easier this weekend against one of the best pass rushers in the NFL and Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence isn't, isn't half bad either on the other side. So it's not going to get any easier for them uh, moving forward here as the offensive line issues continue. Let me ask you, because one of my favorite games of the week is the Rams laying the points against Dallas. You bring up good points about, you know, Parsons, who's ridiculous in the Dallas defense. Ultimately, I do think they they win by double digits. Double digits, okay. Wow. Yeah, I, I now you tell me. I might have the wrong the Rams. No, please. R- wrong. I I just look at it and I go, I, I as tough as. And I think the Cowboy defense got some players on it. Yeah. And I love Micah. I love I love Parsons. But I, I keep looking at it, and I don't think Cooper Rush is moving the ball in the Rams' defense. Highly unlikely. Uh, and, you know, I still think they're not using Jalen Ramsey correctly. What I would do, and I'm not obviously not a defensive coordinator. I'm a talking head here on the radio. I would uh, take uh, try to double 
C.D. Lamb and just take Jalen Ramsey and just have him shadow Michael Gallup and dare anybody else to try to beat me in the passing game yep. and just take away the two biggest weapons that Cooper Rush could have to throw to and leave it up to the front the, the front seven, you know, Bobby Wagner and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd to be able to stop the running game uh, up front where, you know, Zeke Elliott at this point in his career is more of a battering ram than anything. He's not really mm-hmm. having a lot of explosive plays. And Tony Pollard is, you know, as good as he is, is a bit player. He's not going to be an every-down guy because his pass protection is terrible. So I could see this being a potential low-scoring game, uh, to be honest, because I think this is a game where both defenses can dominate. And if that's the case, I think turnovers can be the name of the game. And if that is also the case, Cooper Rush, to his credit, has not turned the ball over, whereas Matthew Stafford, even in his best years, and Chris will attest to this, has always been a turnover machine. Yeah, so I, I, no, you're right about that. I, I think the Rams should score. Like, Dallas is, is good. Like I think the defense, they have some elite playmakers on defense. But they're not and an elite defensive big unit. Yeah. Correct, yes. Which means, which I think, so I think the Rams are going to be able to score. I think the Rams are going to be able to move the ball. So that's kind of where I'm at. But let me ask you a big question, and I'll ask both you and Chris. So who who's the contender? We know about the AFC, but who are the real contenders in the NFC? Are the Rams real? What about the Niners? How about the NFC North? Are you guys poking holes in the Packers? Rightly so. Vikings, and of course, there is my Eagles, who I think are are really legit. How do you? How would you guys rank the powers in the NFC? I would still put San Francisco at the top, and it's very unfortunate, and you never want to see anybody get hurt. But this is just one of those unique situations where they actually got better when Jimmy Garoppolo took over at the quarterback position. He's a known commodity. He knows the role that he plays on that team. Uh, he knows how to win. And look, that defense, to your point, is spectacular. Look what they did to the Rams last week. We know they can run the ball. Debo Samuel's a beast. Great weapons, yeah. And they have a coaching advantage over team most teams they play on most weeks. So as good as the Eagles have been, getting off to a phenomenal start, and they're certainly in the mix, I would still take San Francisco uh, from an experience factor uh, more than anything. And then I just think they're just so good in the trenches on both sides as well and well coached. So they will be at the top of the heap for me. How about you, Chris? It's, it's tough. I feel like I, I feel like I've got to go with 49ers just narrowly edging the the Eagles for the top of the pile as well. I I say this knowing that I just watched Jimmy Garoppolo do something that hasn't been done since Dan Orlovsky and that he walked out of the back of the end zone. To his uh, to his credit, Dan Orlovsky ran along the back end of the end That's zone. That's true. <laughs> Jimmy Jesus stepped outside the end zone. No, I mean, he kept backing up and up. He should have known a little bit better there. You're right, but it can happen. (laughs) I don't know. I was going back and forth with someone, which which was the worst stepping out of the back of the end zone. Either way, though, that's still a really good team there. It's it's still a team that Jimmy Garoppolo is familiar with, that they've gone deep into the playoffs with before. It's hard to bet against them. And even at 2-2 and right now, which puts them level with that entire division, it's I still see them as the team to beat in the NFC West, which is kind of funny. I I I I I don't want to sell on the Rams too badly, but my my God, that offensive line is just really bad. And I've seen enough of Stafford to know once he starts taking these hits, it it goes downhill. I'm not saying that he's you know vulnerable or 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 anything like that, but like he's he's used to taking a lot of hits, and he tries to play through 
some of that pain, but it does de- degrade his his play after a while. So yeah, I'd probably go 49ers 1, Eagles 2. I almost want to take the Vikings. I mean, Bucks I yeah, it, it gets messy after that. I almost want to take the Vikings as like a third team there in in the NFC. Over the Packers. Yes, over the Packers. It is interesting. Listen, I do think the Eagles are legitimate. The, you know, I, I, as much as I joke about the Philly thing, they're really, really good. No, it's I mean, it's it's that offensive line. It's the trenches for them on their on their defense as well. Like it's everything up and front having AJ that you Brown preach about. and Devontae yeah. Smith, two best, two of the best. That's the that could be the at least the top three tandem in in the NFL. And you know one thing the Eagles have working in their favor too. They're not really going to be tested. The yeah. best offense they've played so far is Detroit who's been lighting up everybody on the offensive side of the ball and mounted a really good comeback against Detroit on opening weekend. But there's really not a lot of I, I would love to see how this Eagle team will perform against a real like marquee opponent, which unfortunately or I guess fortunately for some, they don't really have on their schedule outside of the Packers potentially in November. Yeah, uh, let, but let it's me, a pretty easy schedule though. It is an easy schedule. One day, this was like in, uh, I guess, July. I was, you know, re- pining for football. You know I, how I get. Mm-hmm. And I was going through the schedule. And I was like, you know, I really got a good feeling. I think this team's going to be really good. And I happened to, there was a golf tournament. And I ran into Brandon Graham, who uh, I love. And we were talking about this team. I go, And he goes... Dude, I I feel you. I heard you talking about it. I mean, we were we were talk, we were kind of sizing them up and all. And so the next step on the air, and I'm going through it, and I and I get to fourteen and three. And even I was like, you know, I was like, I'm a little out of control with fourteen and three, right? Like I go, this is much. No, but now when I'm looking at it, uh-huh. uh huh. All right, you're four and zero, oh, and now you tell me where their losses are. Right. They got at Arizona. No. I don't think they lose this week, right? No way. All right. Home Sunday night against Dallas. Highly doubtful. Yeah. Whether I mean, Dak could be back. Even if Dak is back, I, I don't see it. Right. Uh, Pickett and the Steelers after a bye. No. At Houston on a short week Thursday night. Yeah. Right, you would think. Well, short week, maybe, but could, if you were talking about a game that you're not expecting to right. lose, where it can bite you, maybe, sure. Home versus Wentz and Washington. Well, we saw how that went on the road. Is it yeah. going to get? Is going to get worse at home? Okay. Oh my God, yeah. he's and he, like he's going to melt. Isn't it like you know he's going to melt? Oh yeah, in Philly. Mm-hmm. In Philly. Then they're on the road, and I actually th- one point when I did the fourteen and three, yeah, I picked this game as a loss. <laughs> I no longer can. Yeah, that's at Indianapolis. Yeah. They're, they're a horrible team. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, Matt Ryan can still walk by the time that game comes around. So yes, yes. Then you mentioned it on November twenty seventh, Thanksgiving weekend, home against Green Bay. Right. I, it's a Sunday night game on NBC. I mean, I think it's a tough game. Uh, not on, not on. It's not still winnable, absolutely. Right, but it's also one of those that's you know I can see them losing that too. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Then you got Tennessee at home. Uh, mm. You know, maybe. Uh. 
At the Giants? Come on now. At Chicago? Uh-huh. At Dallas? All right. Eh, you give maybe. me that one. Right. Sure. Like, right. That's a possibility. Absolutely. Home Saints, home Giants to end the season. Yeah. I mean. It's hard to find losses in there, isn't it? Right. And listen, I'm going. Let me just kind of look at this from the other aspect without. Taking you know, off the, 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 the green, green glasses. glasses. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. And I, I keep going back. and Well, they could lose this game. They could lose that game. They're not going to lose this game. And it comes out to, again, it came out that time 14-3. and three, Yeah. And it's kind of looking like that. And that's, all, that's even allowing for, like, a loss that you shouldn't have, which every team has. You know? Right. Like, like a losing to a, a Houston or something. Houston on a Thursday night. Right. Like, you figure Houston, either Indy or Green Bay, and at Dallas. Right. Correct. Ah, that's crazy. And Houston can be substituted for any one of the other games. That can be the Titans. That you know, right? That's like right. the one game that you lose that you shouldn't. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't that's see how the Eagles win less than eleven games this year, I and maybe know. even twelve. To be honest, I, I just don't see you. it. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. Home field throughout. I I think they're going to get that. Yeah. And you get home field throughout, they could be back in the Super Bowl. Six one, uh, you know how crazy is that? All right, we'll uh, going to take a quick to right now. We'll come back. The big brain will join us to kind of suss through some of the games, and we got baseball as well. We're the fellas. He's Figgy. We got Psycho Chris. We got E, and I'm Cuss right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back, fellas. Hanging. On a Fox football Saturday. And let's not forget, coming up your way at the top of the hour. That's right. It is the Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. It's every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. Tune in today. Top of the hour at 9, tomorrow at 10 Eastern as we take you all the way to kick off on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, all presented by BetMGM. All right. Uh, speaking of betting, our analyst, he is the big brain on Brad, and he's a, he just kills it. Slayed it last week. Let's uh, dive into it. It's a busy time, so we're going to move quickly. Good morning, Bradley. How are you, my friend Anthony? Good morning to you and everyone out there. That's my man. Uh, you got screwed by Manoa yesterday. But it, Brad had uh, over – I was thinking yeah. of you because you had over, what was it, uh, 17 and a half outs? Listen, first inning he gives up three runs. He gave up, I think, four hits in the first inning. I was like, okay, look, maybe he just doesn't have it today. He then basically retires almost the rest of the guys the rest of the day. And then the, the mighty Jared Kellen, a kidding, I think 114 for the season comes up. He's thrown 72 pitches and or 75 pitches, and they took him out. Yeah, look, I, I bet four of those yesterday. I only went two and two. Uh, Scherzer didn't have it. I didn't mind losing that. He just didn't have right, it. Right, but, but the Manoa, Manoa one really they took me. him out. They didn't have to take him out there. I w- again, that's the only thing with these things. That, again, that's, a, that's, a, that's why these, some of these bets in the postseason, I do understand that these managers will overmanage um, and that is, for example, there's one day, Anthony, I did bet, I did like, and I'm going to do it again. I'm really picking my spots, but uh, Aaron Nola, 
playoffs, 22 starts, Anthony, 20 and two going at least six innings. 20 and two. So to me, again, Phillies don't have a great bullpen. Okay, and I do believe Nola will get those six innings, um, and I'm willing to go back into the well and hope that something like that, like that happens, Smanoa doesn't open Aaron Nola. Nah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, let's tackle the baseball since we're on the baseball. We got four games. There it is. Three of the four road teams win yesterday. So uh, today what you got is Cleveland and Tampa. That game to Glasnow, who's back, who's got wicked stuff against Tristan McKenzie. Anything there? Well, Anthony, I did bet there was a prop here I did like. They make glass nails hits allowed four and a half. I bet the under. Now, here's the uh-huh. first of all, two reasons. He's a yeah. great pitcher. Second, they've, I've read he's capped out at 75 pitches. Right. And the most innings he'll pitch is five. Um, so, again, I, he, this was about a bet he won about 75% of the time when he was pitching Six, seven innings. Yeah, it's uh, a I good really bet. like under four and a half. It's the game itself, really close game, really tough game. McKenzie's been great. Um, Glassdale's been great. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but the total being six is so low. I passed on the game, but I do like, again, Glassdale's under hits allowed. I think it's a very solid bet. All right, our darling Mariners. We were talking about them a lot yeah. this morning. Uh, Robbie Ray against Gospin for Toronto. That's another one. Uh, Seattle had a great game yesterday. I, can they do it again? No, I, I actually, it's an interesting thing. Robbie Ray, his last five or six, like, you know, I know. You're getting he, hit a little we bit. Talked yeah. about, we talked about Jose Quintana, I know, you know, on, on your show yesterday, and I, I said to you, he's just going through one of those crazy good streaks. Yeah, you're right. He kept it up yesterday. Right. Now, Robbie Ray has not been pitching well, mm-hmm. especially as of late. I think Toronto scores and scores a lot of runs off him today. Um, I, I like the Blue Jays. You can with the run line plus a dollar forty, something like that, as opposed to laying a dollar sixty. Um, I think Toronto wins in margin today. Mostly, or I also like Robbie Ray to give up over two and a half runs. I don't think Ray has it today. I think Toronto. I do like Toronto laying more run and a half. You can get a nice price with that. I think they hit Robbie Ray and score. All right, uh, let's keep it going. The Mets, and you can hear the gurgling from Queens as the Mets and Scherzer get rocked. Unreal. So now you got DeGrom looking to save their bacon against that Snell. Uh, I, I, I would not, I could not lay a big price with the Mets. No, well, DeGrom, it's interesting, Anthony, as great as he is, as wonderful as he is, this has been the first time I've ever seen Jacob DeGrom not pitch at a very high level yeah. in certain games. If you look at DeGrom, his last four or five, six starts, Anthony, they've been very mediocre. Um, and yeah. again, laying this – now, I still have a lot of respect for him, but in his last uh, 21 innings, he's actually allowed 14 runs. Yeah, you know, which is yeah. never done. Which Jacob Degrom's never done. But again, the strikeout numbers are still just incredibly dominant. Snell's been terrific, by the way, I know. for the Padres um, as of late. I'm staying away. The total in the game is only five and a half. That's the lowest total I've ever seen for a major league baseball game in my lifetime. Uh, but again, I'm not going to touch this game uh, because I uh, Degrom. I'm not looking to feed him just because of my respect for him. Uh, but the line is so high. I. Again, basically what I thought it should be, uh, I'm passing on that game. 
right, and then final last game tonight is the Phillies Cardinals. Nola, you already said you're going over his out total versus Nicholas. Yeah, Who do you like I in the like game? The old- you know, Anthony. Look, I think that's a tough game. I, I think it's listen. Um, if any lean on that game for me, I would lean over six and a half runs in the game for any. If I had to bet anything in the game side total wise, um, because I do think the Phillies can hit Nicholas and Nola as good as I am. Man, I think he's going to pitch his six innings. He's not a guy I see necessarily as a shutdown guy, um, necessarily. So I do think that both teams can potentially get three runs in this game. All right. Uh, let's do this. Take a quick T.O., and we'll come back to college football. First, Fig, mm-hmm. what's trending, my brother? All right. You guys are talking baseball playoffs right there. Friday's four-game Major League Baseball wildcard slate highlighted by a home run barrage from San Diego. They roughed up Mets starter Max Scherzer for four home runs, seven earned runs in total. They would take game one in New York by the score of 7-1. to one. Blue Jays starter Alec Manoa allowed four runs in five innings of work as Seattle beat Toronto 4 nothing to take game one. Phillies up one nothing in their series against St. Louis after scoring six runs in the top of the ninth to notch a 6-3 comeback victory. Shane Bieber with a dominant seven-plus inning start as Cleveland took game one over Tampa Bay by the score of 2-1. In NFL news, Browns defensive end Miles Garrett will return to the lineup after missing last week's loss to Atlanta due to injuries he suffered in his car crash. Bears running back David Montgomery questionable against Minnesota with an ankle injury. College football from Friday night saw Colorado State pick up its first win of the season. They defeated Nevada 17-14 on a last-second field goal. Victories for Houston, Nebraska, and San Jose State. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. We're the fellas. And uh, coming alive from the TireRack.com studios. And as we hang out, we got our man, our betting analyst, Brad Feinberg, our big brain on Brad breaking down. Let's go to college football for today. A lot of good games. I'm going to run through and uh, we're going to go rapid fire Bradley. Early games. Michigan laid a big number at Indiana. Yeah, look, Anthony, Michigan look very impressive thus far. Uh, I actually like the over in this game, Anthony. Um, it's interesting. Indiana plays per game. Plays per game number three in the country, so you know you're wow. going to get a decent tempo. Uh, and I understand Michigan has been going under, but those games have been very close to the number. Um, I think Indiana, a little more up-tempo game. I lean over here in this particular game. All right, LSU-Tennessee from Death Valley. It's a great game. You know, Anthony, this has been a game I've kind of uh, – it's been a hard game for me because I have a lot of respect – for Tennessee, they were a team that I, I really thought was going to uh, 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 have a terrific season, and they have. Uh, but I do have a lot of respect for this for Coach Kelly, and LSU has played, you know, I think very respectably this year. They had that very tough loss at the beginning of the year on that missed extra point. Um, look, LSU got very lucky to win this. This is a hard game for me. I think it's going to be very close. Um, the numbers three. Um, I think it's. I think it's a close game. I think it's a very close game. Yeah. I think Tennessee wins a close game here. This is. This to me is one of the harder games to pick. All right. Well, the one game I know you like. I brought you up. I quoted you earlier to Figgy, and that was Kansas and TCU, yeah. because you're you're now are against Kansas again. You're doubling down against yeah. them. 
I honestly, listen, and I, I really, really am. Now, last week, Iowa State missed 78 field goals that cost me that game. Okay. Look, Kansas, I'll give this credit team credit. They've covered eight straight games, so I'm not taking stuff away from them. The crowd's going to be amazing. But TCU has also covered four in a row. TCU is number three team in the nation in yards per play margin. TCU, to me, has looked like a real, real team. I think TCU has looked absolutely great this season. Kansas, again, last week they should have lost. They, they, they got fortunate that Iowa State kept missing field goals, and I think TCU is a much better team than Iowa State in my power rankings. I think TCU not only wins this game by more than a touchdown, I think they win this game by potentially multiple touchdowns. I really think Kansas is stepping up in class here, uh, and I think this is where this thing ends for them right day today. I think TCU wins pretty easily. I really, wow. It's my biggest bet of the day. Wow, okay, okay. A uh, couple other interesting games. Uh, Georgia, big favorite after the scare last week at home against our Auburn. Yeah, I mean, Auburn stinks. Uh, I mean, they, they, just, they, just, they just do. But, again, this, this line, Anthony, it's, it's, it's priced accordingly. Uh, now, again, Georgia, you would think off that crazy game last week where they almost lost outright. Who would have ever thought that? Certainly not me, I'll tell you that. Missouri, that was the most surprising game of the entire card. Uh, and then last week, you know, Auburn blows a 17-point lead. Um, look, Georgia has not looked good in now two straight games. They didn't look good the week before against Kent State. To me, this game's a pass, Anthony. Okay. Uh, we got Utah, UCLA. What a great game that's going to be. UCLA, are they a paper tiger unbeaten? Or what do you think? I mean, I like you know, Utah a lot. This is, this is probably my second best game of the week. I, I like Utah here. I really yeah. do. Now, again, UCLA, uh, a lot of sharp people I know faded them last week um, against Washington. I, I did not be – I actually kind of leaned to UCLA last week. I thought that was a tough game against Washington. And they, and they, they, they played an impressive game. Um, it was their best game of the year to date. Uh, but I think Utah. Now again, the opening game they they lost um, to Florida, which was that was actually a good game. But I think, look, Utah has blown them out four straight games. They've beaten them by an average of around thirty points the last four games. Um, I think Utah is a far better team. Um, I, I really do. I think UCLA is really stepping up in class here. Uh, my numbers made this game closer to a touchdown. Uh, again, maybe I'm just higher on Utah than the rest of the market is, and a little lower on UCLA. I think UCLA. I'm sorry. You think Utah wins this game by at least a touchdown? I like them in this spot. All right. Uh, BYU Notre Dame from Vegas, Brad. Interesting game. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Notre Dame really finally having a nice performance, a nice offensive performance uh, against North Carolina, uh, which was a very good performance from them. Um, look, I will say this. I kind of like this spot here um, for actual BYU. Um, and I know that there are no great shakes here either, but you know they're catching a few points. And uh, My power ratings have this game closer to a pick. I, I, I think BYU can win this game. I, uh, I lean them, but I like these other two games we talked about more. Uh, how about Alabama and A&M? Once again, yep. snake bit at quarterback by Jimbo. Bama roll? 
Well, they, they should, Anthony. But again, look, I'm, I'm not laying. I'm not laying that point spread with with them with Bryce Young potentially being Dang compromised. Up. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. Look, yeah. look. We I always say, Anthony. Sometimes we treat these players like they're John Madden characters, not human beings. Uh, to me. You know, I don't know how banged up he is, and and if he's banged up, to lay, you know, over three touchdowns in a game where against. Listen, I know that A and M has been very disappointing. I get it, but twenty four points, twenty four and a half points. Um, to me, that's a that's a big number. Uh, if Bryce Young is, is actually banged up, I lean here to the dog, but again, I it to to trust that Texas A and M offense. Uh, again, it's not something I'm anxious to do. All right, uh, real quick, because in the NFL, we uh, I we both like uh, this is for the audience because we talked earlier. I love uh, the Rams and the Ravens, and I think we both agree on those. We do. Look, the the Rams, Anthony. Look, uh, look. We always look at the NFL and in sports. You see that last game how they got absolutely wiped by San Francisco. So what you see recently sometimes biases you uh, either positively or negatively. Listen. Dallas is a good defense, they do, but I don't think that they will have the same success that, in my opinion at least, that the 49ers have. The 49ers have perpetually, Anthony, for seven or eight straight games now, have done this to the Rams. It's a, it's a matchup scheme situation. I don't think Dallas is going to have quite that same success. I'm not saying the Rams are going to have a ton of success offensively, but here's why I like this game, Anthony. I think Cooper Rush is getting too much love, too much respect. His first game, yes, against Cincinnati. They won a nice game, I think it was 17-14 or 20-17, something of that ilk. But his last two games, beating the Giants and the Washington Commanders, again, I think those are very below-average teams that, yes, they did enough to win because they were facing a team that couldn't do anything against them. I think this Rams team will uh, be able to do something against Dallas, and I think Cooper Rush loved best ends this week. I think this is going to be a like 23 to like 10 kind of Rams win. I, I think Dallas really struggles on the offensive side of the ball here. And then the Ravens game, look, uh, the Ravens, Anthony, I think they've been trailing for 14 seconds all season, yet they're 2-2. Two and two. They've just looked a lot more impressive than Cincinnati has thus far. Cincinnati's offensive line still has not been able to protect Joe Burrow despite the quote-unquote offseason upgrades. Uh, only way I can look here is Baltimore. I think that uh, Cincinnati uh, really may get hit in this game pretty hard, even without Rashad Bateman, because I, I think Baltimore's actually looked quite good despite having a couple very, very tough losses to Miami and Buffalo. I like it. Big brain. Good stuff, my brother. Thank you much. Have a great week. Appreciate here it, buddy. Thank you. There he is, the great Brad Feinberg, the big brain on Brad. will come back and wrap it up. Fellas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back, fellas, from the TireRack.com studios. As we head on to a big day of college football. All right, let's let's think about this. Fig, Chris, a couple of things for you. Any bold predictions? We just went over baseball, right? So we got a big slate of the day two of wild card baseball. Do the Mets survive? Chris, I think the Mets can probably bounce back here. I think All that's right. that, that's tolerable enough. I think they'll they'll they'll, they'll push to a game three. Yeah, there's an All element right. of pride Fair. there with the Mets and with the Grom specifically, as poorly as he's pitched recently, knowing that this is for all the marbles. So, I think he responds and they uh, they pick up the W today. All right, how about does the uh, do the Mariners survive, Fig? 
Do yes. they win? Yes. Do they yes. win? They close out? I think they close out today. Wow. They can pitch. Cal Rally. Yes. Look at that. Chris, you like the M's today? I do like the M's. Look at I, that. I don't know if I'm rooting for another team harder than the Mariners right now. It's just been so long, so long since we've seen them. So, all right. All for it. Fig Cleveland. Are, does Cleveland end it today? You know what? No. You know, I think Glass okay. now pulls it out. You know, doesn't have a lot of wear and tear Rays. on that arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rays are tricky, man. They'll get you. Rays will Look take it. you to three. All right. So we got, okay, so two of the three series move on. What about the Phillies Cardinals? Nola against Nicholas. Fig, do, is there a game three in St. Louis? I don't think so. I <gasps> think they're in their head after that game that they blew yesterday. Oh! <gasps> They're too. They're too good to only have two games. I think this one's going to three. Okay. Hey, I, right. I can see it happening, but I mean, just from a mental standpoint, that's tough to overcome, especially if they happen to get down early. All right. All right. Of college football today, who gets upset? So I think we're all going to go Notre Dame as the best chance that we like BYU. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's only yeah. I, I I don't understand really why Notre Dame is favored in that game. That, that like that would if I was making the line, I would actually have BYU be favored. But since they're the underdog, I easily would take BYU in that one. All right, uh, we all like Utah, even though you um, either a small slight favorite over UCLA, but we all kind of like Utah, which would yep. not be an upset, but that's a close game, right? I don't necessarily see any other games that kind of jump out at me. People will point to A&M Alabama because, you know, last year, and there's so much synergy, it was almost a year to the day last year. A&M was ranked last year, and they lost to Mississippi State coming into the Alabama game just like this year. Problem is, they could at least score some points last year. Right now, no. And you're back to your backup quarterback. I don't see it happening. And you're in Tuscaloosa. So for everybody trying to look for a potential upset uh, in Alabama – even if Bryce Young isn't playing and, J- and Milrow is in there at the starting quarterback, I don't see it happening. I agree with that. Uh, any upsets Sunday in the NFL? I said earlier. I mean, I t- Brad and I, I love the the uh, Rams and I like Baltimore Sunday night, uh, both to lay the points. But I I don't see any monster upsets. No. How about you? Anywhere? No, maybe the Chargers. Maybe I guess. maybe the Browns over the Chargers. Just from a from a matchup standpoint, knowing how the Chargers have struggled stopping the run or at least giving up big runs, and knowing the Browns can really hit you on the ground. Chris, what about the Jets? Are the Jets live Sunday? I think they could be live. Zach Wilson back. You know, I think they've they could get a shot in the arm here. Yeah, I, Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins are flagging pretty bad right now, so we'll see. I, I think I, I I like the Jets at home. All right. All right, I like it. All right, that's going to do it for us. We're the fellas, and with us, we love you guys. Have a great week and enjoy all the sports. We'll see you next week. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 